You guys are all muted. Yeah, fucked nope. that up so no bad. <laughs> nah! that, was so that was so horrible. It's all right. Uh, Take, two. Take, Take two. Take two. <laughs> Kelly Death Podcast episode seventy nine. <laughs> What's going on, y'all? We are back uh, once again. Kelly uh, Death Podcast Sunday midday, right up in your face at lunchtime, dude. And we are here with a very very special guest. Also, with we uh, we're missing. Joseph, today we're gonna be missing Casey soon, but right now I got two of my resident homies, Casey and Joel. What up, y'all? Hello. Hello. And uh, what up? Hello. we have been trying to get this going for a long time. He was on our list right in the beginning when we started this. We were like, definitely gotta eventually get a Paul Ryan episode, and here we are. We finally got it, dude. What's going on, Paul? Oh, not much. Muted? Thanks for having me. Oh, there you go. <laughs> I can you? I'm here. I can hear you. Yeah, okay, I can, I hear you. can you hear me? I can hear you. Okay. Yeah, I got you now, yeah. Yeah, dude. Paul Ryan from Oregon. How are you guys doing? Good, dude. Good. Great. Man. I'm yeah, finally. super stoked that you're finally on, dude, because, you know, I always thought about it like this. Like, uh, Origin has always been known as a, you know, Kansas-based band, but I don't know how many of your fans actually know that you've been living out in the Bay for a few decades now, right? Yeah, just over two decades. Uh, I mean, some know, but uh, I don't think it's common knowledge. Yeah, but the reason why I'm bringing that up is because, like, you were here with us when the Cali Death thing was popping off. You know, we were all at the same shows together. Like, Paul was always at the pound, and and I, you know, I never really. I never really thought of you as somebody who was from out of state because I've just known you ever since you lived here, you know. But it's really cool that we finally get to, you know, dig into the origin of origin and dig into your, you know, legacy and in life. So, thank you so much for being with us, finally, dude. Oh, I'm happy to be here. I'm happy to be associated with this, and, uh, and well, yeah. you know, we've we've uh, shared the stage together and uh, mm-hmm. tours and had lots of good times together so i'm very honored to be here so thank you hell yeah and i'd oh, love yeah. to get into some of that too but first let's uh let's plug away you got you got tours coming up you know you guys got merch all that kind of shit let's hear all that stuff paul uh basically uh i flew out friday i got here early saturday morning uh and we're just getting ready to rehearse we're rehearsing for the upcoming tour it's uh two-part tour for it's one tour for us but it's a two-part tour for the openers and uh and support bands uh we're touring with uh wolf king wake and misery index uh that's primarily from no coast america up to canada and down the atlantic coast uh around the gulf to texas and then uh i think do like some crazy show like festival with hypocrisy and then we join on to the second part of the tour with Abysmal Dawn, Tunes, and Calidris. Uh, and that's primarily Central Coast up to the West Coast and uh, Western Canada. And back to it finishes in our old stomping grounds of Lawrence, Kansas at the legendary Bottleneck. I'm so stoked to play there again. Hell it's a yeah. long time. Oh, yeah. Nice. Me, what 33rd, about- San Diego. I'll be there. Yeah, dude. I saw the Frisco date on there too. I want to go for sure. Yeah, it's, um, uh, I've never been to that 
establishment yet. It used to be called Mighty. It's more like a DJ place, but uh, it looks really nice. I, I don't know. The, the promoter there really wants metal bands, and uh, and your brethren are playing there. I think the second metal show ever, and Crack of Birth, maybe a month oh. later. Hell yeah. Ooh. Fuck yeah. That's awesome. Anywhere uh, people can go get some origin swag. You got a, a band camp and all that kind of shit. Oh, man, I'm the worst at that. I mean, uh, if you go to Origin Band uh, on our Instagram or Facebook, there's a link tree with all that stuff there. Our website information. Um, Indie Merch has our stuff. But we have, we'll have uh, merch, obviously. We'll be the city-to-city, state-to-state, country-to-country salespeople that mm-hmm. we are, the death mm-hmm. metal salespeople that we are when you're yeah. on the road. <laughs> totally, um, dude. We'll have... We, we have, uh, so it's oddly, uh, we were on tour. I had the best 2020 ever until um, we did the 70,000 tons of metal boat cruise in January oh, of 2020. Yeah. And then we did a central, I mean, that was insane week. And we went to Cozumel, Mexico and had the world's largest uh, maritime pillow fight. On a- <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. And, uh, then we did a Central to South America tour in February of 2020 um, with the Faceless. And we did like Mexico, Costa Rica, Peru, Colombia, Chile, uh, and, uh, Brazil. We were actually in Brazil during Carnival. And, uh, and then uh, then we started our North American tour and uh, we were getting ready to enter the Canadian border and we got denied. So we drove new york all the way back and we were only four days into a 35 date tour so we have a lot of merch yeah oh yeah, yeah. <laughs> fuck i didn't even think about that like so many people probably got stuck with tons of merch dude yeah and they're finally- it's okay i mean our yeah. fan base was really great we did a merch cartel and uh sold at a discounted price and a lot of people that were planning on buying merch bought merch and it uh, mm-hmm. eradicated our sixteen thousand dollar merch bill so uh that was nice that i didn't have to pay that out of pocket but yeah. uh um so but we still have merch left over and we will have new merch as well um uh we have a new album coming out june 3rd um chaosmos i'm really excited about that totally um, i listened so, to uh that what is it eco fiji fiji eco fiji Ecophagy, there you go. Yeah. <laughs> like necrophagist? Mr. Crying. <laughs> but I was going for it, dude. We had the same thought. Um, uh, yeah, dude. That it's a ripper, dude. That is yeah, a so ripper. I actually had questions about I know we're, I'm, we're, I mean we can get into that later, but it's a brand new song. It's coming out next month, but as far as the album's concerned. But so I wanted to talk I wanted to ask you about the like it's an intense origin song in the beginning. It kind of has like an ode to like cannibal at the end. It's yeah. actually like a heavy part at the end, right? That's kind of newer for origin, right? Yeah, well, you know, I can't do the same roller coaster ride. You know, I gotta do some. Gotta do, have. Yeah. Uh, uh, my whole thing is compositional dynamics, and I wanted to give uh, a newer element, I guess, to us is doing some different breakdowns. I mean, I, I it'll still retain the mm-hmm. all the aspects of origin. It's just that in the early days, it was our albums were you know twenty seven to thirty minutes long. And mm-hmm. now this album's over 45 minutes. So, nice. so to get to that point, 
if you're blast all your songs are blasting the entire time for 45 minutes it's kind of like an action movie with no plot dynamics and i call it compositional dynamics that's what i'm trying to elaborate to in my yeah song sure. compositional writing i'm just trying to create some different aspects and uh uh new elements i guess to origin but I mean, certainly mm -hmm. not new to the metal industry. I mean, Cannibal Corpse is the largest band out there. So if anyone hears Cannibal in it and says they like it, I'm not going <laughs> to... Hey, I don't know. <laughs> They're the biggest yeah, yeah. in the business for a reason. So mm -hmm. Yep, mm -hmm. totally. Fuck yeah. Well, Good cool, shit, dude. So we got all the tours talked about, everything. Go If you can't figure it out, just Google Origin Merch and you'll find something somewhere. Go buy. It I think you have up. to do origin band. I think it's easier if you always put the word band in there because yeah. you might get some makeup kit or a <laughs> consulting firm or a video game. I mean, there's all kinds of stuff. I mean, yeah. I was a little I, I was a little ahead of the curve with origin uh, on some of that stuff, so I'll take it. Right. Yeah, fuck yeah. Well, how uh, what we what we like to start off with, Paul, and uh, I I'd love I can't wait to hear all of this. So, oh, what up? Um, take us back as far as you can. We start it here all the time because it's a it's a great place to start for the podcast. You know, we get to, you know, go through. You take us through your journey, basically from you know as early as you could think. Music became a thing for you. You know, you're young. You're sitting around. Your parents are listening to music, and something caught your ear. Can, yeah. Before you go, Paul, can I chime yeah. in real quick, man? I got I'm so sorry I can't stay for the episode, man. I got to run back to class. I'm finishing this class. All, right, all good. Get those. All worked out to be. I got to get the certification, man. But yeah, Paul was like so excited for this episode for so long, and now I was like, I found out I wasn't gonna be able to make it. And I was just like, of course. Can't. I'm glad you <laughs> still got. You found a way yeah. to like put your face on. I'm glad to see you. I'm glad to see you. I love you, Casey. Too, buddy. I love you, Paul. You're the shit, dude. <laughs> yeah, dude, no doubt, dude. And I wish you could I wish you could stay on, dude. This is crazy. Actually, technically it's not an episode that you missed now that you've been on. So Casey yeah. Casey's <laughs> face has been on every single episode yep. so far. He's <laughs> keeping the streak on. <laughs> I think anyway, that's my, a, like that's my funny. duolingo. Well, enough about me, but when you see me disappear, I gotta go back. But yeah, Paul, good to see you. I'm glad you're good, on. man. I'm happy to see you here. Okay. Okay, oh, so yeah. basically uh the, the the origins of origin or the origin of paul ryan and music we want pre-origin uh, yeah paul ryan yeah i'm, I'm gonna go the so basically uh as a as a my mom was very musically inclined uh you know she sang she played piano and she played drums so i was always around music my grandmother played piano my my uncle um her brother has like a grand piano in the front room. It's beautiful. You'd walk into their house during the holidays and there's a grand piano. And it's just that's all that's in this room was a grand piano. And he'd be playing wow. beautiful music. And uh, I always had an intriguement with uh, music. I mean, hopefully everyone does. It's a it's an endless journey. You know what I mean? Um, totally. But uh, so... Uh, Mom had a kit and she taught me rudiments on snare and all that. And I was going to be a drummer. I was going to be a drummer. And, uh, and, uh, I, uh, oh, I mean, back then, my favorite band was Kiss. I was Kiss. I was Gene Simmons. 
it's somewhere on my Instagram. I went and saw Kiss last year, and there's a picture of me as Gene Simmons when I'm like six. Nice. And uh, uh, even though I, I just thought he was cooler than Peter Chris, I thought he was the coolest thing ever. He spit blood and looked like a demon, and I was like, even though he was the bass player, but it, so I started on Pots and Pants and 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 a snare, and I got to play the kit a little bit. You know, it was, uh, my mom play like Wipeout and stuff like that on the drums. Nice. And so band started in fifth grade, and but then this evil plot came in. This lady called Mrs. Rowan, she was the orchestra teacher, and she played Star Wars. And I was like, oh man, <laughs> drums are stupid. My mom plays yeah. drums. I don't want to play drums if my mom plays drums. I'm gonna play viola. I'm gonna be the coolest person ever. Gonna be like John Williams or whatever. I, I didn't even know his name then, but you know what I mean. I was like, "This yeah. is it. This is the future. This is what I'm gonna do." Drums are stupid. Done with drums. Like my mom was like, "Are you sure? Like you don't want to wait another year and get on the kit?" I was like, "Yep, absolutely. This is what I want to do." And so that was fourth grade, fifth grade, maybe sixth grade. There, there was this girl named Jenny Wan. She was front chair. She was a musical savant. You know what I mean? I was like, I'll never be as good as that. Front and chair? And my first chair, first like... First chair? What does that mean? First, well, in orchestra, you're kind of ranked how you're... You said like how the you're best, ranked, huh? The best player plays in front, mm. you know, because you're close, you know, there's no microphone. They're not amping you. I mean, maybe in Philharmonic, you know. No, it's like, it's like physical mixing. Yeah, they put the first moving the instruments around as like a mix for the room. Yeah, and you want your best players up front, you know, mm -hmm. and, and also you know a lot of sliders and this boom bar on the back, you know, because yeah. it's, it's loud or whatever. But you want your best players in the front anyway. Um, I you know the emergence of MTV came out, and heavy metal, and like you know I always into Kiss and Ozzy start coming around and Motley Crue and. Uh, I mean, I, I was a very, okay, so, and so like, Dokken, Twisted Sister, Rat, stuff like that, and I was like, oh my, Viola's stupid, this is so dumb, <laughs> so dumb, I want to play guitar, and I want to rock, I want to be cool and stuff, you know what I mean, it's uh, so yeah. dumb, so, uh, uh, my dad was very, uh, he was, uh, very much the outdoorsman, the sportsman, and he taught me discipline about how to be great. Like I was uh, in baseball, and I won like four state winning teams in uh, in Kansas, and so I knew how to practice to be good at something if I loved it. And uh, so, so I, I got I mowed lawns. My dad, you know, made me work for it, get it, and like I got my first guitar, and he matched me and bought me an amp and the cable and the tuner and all that stuff. And so basically, around 5.30 at night, uh, my mom would be like, I'd be practicing guitar. And she's like, okay, it's time <laughs> to practice viola now. And I was like, oh, this is so stupid. <laughs> hate viola. Dumb. But uh, anyway, so, <laughs> you know, I was doing that. And basically, <laughs> I had like a ghetto blaster that I took and recorded myself practicing like for 30 minutes and yeah. so i recorded myself one time and would push play and then i'm sneaking my closet and play guitar right so 
Anyway, <laughs> yes. get extra practice in. And my mom, you know, she'd be cooking dinner and she was like, hmm, uh, he keeps making the same mistake. That, you know, she's musically inclined. And so yeah, at 27 minutes in, he keeps making that same mistake every day. And so, so <laughs> you could use this little metal thing and pick, pick the lock in the door. And thank the Lord, I wasn't in the closet looking at Playboys at that uh, <laughs> I was actually playing guitar. <laughs> I was sitting there playing my guitar, and I get a blaster kind of close to the door, so I don't hear her. And she yeah. taps me on the shoulder and like, look, Paul William Ryan, what are you doing? <laughs> and I was terrified. I was like, I don't want to play stupid viola more. I want to rock like Twisted Sister. And <laughs> anyway, so... I, it was a school course, so I stayed with it probably at least till seven. I don't know if I, I never did. I didn't make it to high school with it, but uh, um, so I my it kind of helped me along the way because I uh, could transpose even though the strings were different. I could figure out stuff by ear, and so like the emergence of MTV, and we would just record before Headbangers Ball. There was this thing called Metal Shop, and then. Headbangers Ball, and we would just record videos and just try to figure out, I just try to figure out the guitar solos and the riffs and all that stuff. And um, uh, so, like, when I first really started digging into guitar, I heard I mentioned like the kind of the hair metal and the maiden and the priest and that stuff. But mm -hmm. then I heard Slayer and I heard Ingve in about the same week, I think. Whoa. And like Ingve, I could yeah. understand. Like, I love the dark riffs of Slayer and evilness. Because, um, I don't know if anyone knows, but I'm from Kansas. And my zip code where I grew up at is 66609 or 6660 inverted cross. Uh, so everyone in Topeka <laughs> starts out with 666. So anyways, so, and, you know, like I said, I was in the Gene Simmons and stuff like that from a very young age. So I was all into Slayer, uh, you know, and... Uh, and then, like, I could kind of figure out the the Ingve solos. I did. I still don't know how Slayer does their. You know, my guitar didn't have a wiggle stick. You know what I mean? So I couldn't do the horse nays and all the dive bombs. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? So, yeah. um, so I cut. So that's kind of like where the beginning of my ripping. You know, like the darker sounds of Slayer, and then my. I didn't really do that much leads, but you know, I call them riff arps, where my arpeggios kind of came into the, the origin sound. That's where that that would be the earliest hybrid of what I was doing. And then, like as the music got heavier, um, you know, I heard it was like uh, my first five heavy tapes were like Slayer, Celtic Frost, Possessed, Boybot, and Creator. And so I was pretty young at this point. I was, did you have to? Did you have to hide that from your parents at all? No, my mom was cool. She was a little worried about all the satanic stuff, you know. Mm -hmm. And like, uh, you know, my grandmother would always get me like the coolest thing on Christmas. Here you go, little Polly. Don't worship the devil, please. You know. <laughs> <laughs> Merry Christmas. You know. Uh, <laughs> so, so there was some concern. And I was getting into trouble, and I, uh, you know, throw my hair out, being rebel, and and 
running amok and you know doing crazy did you shit. have uh, like-minded friends at the time already too i had some and there were some older guys uh they kind of point me in the right direction too um yeah it's always good um, to have the, the older generation yeah they were that i mean they kind of helped me a lot with um finding these other bands you know what i mean like uh, well, there was a, there was this one punk band um, at my high school called the Sociopathetics, um, and they were they taught me that the punk side of like uh, butthole surfers, circle jerks, uh, DRI, cryptic slaughter, um, GBH, that kind of you know like the whole di- you know they have Statue of Liberty and Mohawks and stuff like that, and so like. Yeah. There wasn't that many of us in metal. I mean, there was a bunch of fucking poser hair metal bitches, but there wasn't yeah. like a bunch of true people. But the punkers, we associated more with them than mm-hmm. I did primarily with the jocks or whatever. Um, even though I came from a sports background, I was like the devil. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, uh, and I know, like I was drinking and smoking in high school, and like he's the bad kid now, you know. And then there was this club that we used to go see these shows at called The Outhouse. And, like, I mean, literally everyone that, I mean, Gigi Allen played there, like, Pantera played there, uh, Bad Brains. Did you, ever, did you see Gigi Allen ever? I was just about to ask I, that. I didn't. Uh, yeah, yeah. Uh, he, uh, yeah, that didn't appeal to me. Too like, many I always, like, sucked. It's funny, you see girls first person account, though. I don't. I never would want to go. Obviously, Gigi's gone now, but I never had a you know inclined to go see that dude. But I'm. It's just. It's fascinating to me that there yeah, he, are. He's, he went to the most extreme. That, yeah, right? it's it he's is the most extreme. The most extreme like, yeah, yeah, no one's gonna. Well, talk I, I mean, it's funny because you see young girls wearing a shirt, and it's like, yeah, he punched those in the face at the show. I mean, yeah, the yeah, yeah. And the prettier you were, the more chance you're gonna get popped. You know what I mean? So, yeah, totally. Um, like I mean that you, place. It, it, there's a movie about it called The Outhouse the Film. I highly suggest you check out the website. It's got the flyers and a trailer. There's a movie about it. Like I said, Tool played there, Nirvana played there, Pantera played there. I, oh, my, wow. Okay, so it was primarily on place from 85 to 90, and then like Napalm, Death King, and Boltford, and that was my church. That's where I hung out. I mean, yeah. well, it was BYOB. You drank at the parking lot, mini kegs. I mean, you know that. You know, there's stories. That there were shotguns. You know, was, yeah, yeah. Uh, but we saw Deicide there on the Legion tour. I saw Boltor on the War Master tour. Napalm, Army Corruption, Entombed, uh, Four Guts, Corrosion of Conformity, Cannibal Corpse, like three or four times. Fear Factory. I mean, mm-hmm. Obituary, Malevolent Creation. I can't so even what, think was it those them. older guys that gave that turned you on to death metal, or did you t- stumble upon? Well, kind of both. Like it just, I just kept going heavier and heavier. You know what I mean? Yeah. It's like very you know, DRI, Critic Slaughter, and then I heard Napalm Death, and I started hearing Obituary, Pestilence, and Tim Carcass, DSI, Suffocation. You know, I was just always about the the heaviest, the fastest the sickest you know what i mean whatever yeah. and then there was the sickest vocals or the sickest you know the lowest vocals and you know just it's just gotten to so crazy now you know what i mean but it was like that was me you know what i mean that i 
yeah. basically I would uh, order all this stuff from the music store and and uh, you know and then we would go to parties me and my friends and like play deicide and scare people yeah <laughs> yeah dude I was, that's a common thing dude i definitely you want you, you got this ego thing going like i'm listening to the fuck the most extreme shit at this party right now let's show everybody and just show how fucking cool we are that's how dan and i would be or like putting on the gnarliest fucking uh videos like uh terrorist killers middle east wackos and it's just like just freaking everyone out and suicides yeah. and shit and we're just like dude you want to here, let's fucking chill. Dude. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, yeah, faces of that. death, traces of death, all that yeah, stuff. Yeah, and yeah. you'd see like the most, you know, everybody is in the room at one point. And this would happen at the, at the uh, furniture dome too, or like with Cannibal Holocaust. You just slowly look around the room, and then like, oh, there's another person missing. So <laughs> yeah, yeah. It, like it would just gradually get to the point where literally it would, it would be like me and Dan, and we're just still watching it. And... <laughs> She's like, I guess this is where we're hanging out right now, dude. Yeah, Check out that dude get his face blown off. Social repellent. <laughs> yeah, I mean, yeah, you definitely. I mean, like, I, 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 I've seen enough real death in my life now, so I don't even watch any of that stuff. I, oh no, yeah. no, me neither. Me Nowadays, neither, I can't do that. That's like that's the whole thing. Even then, too, a, a part of me was like, why am I even watching this, dude? But I, you know, you're young. You have this persona that you're trying to you know b you're 18 years old like you think you got it all figured out i'm a i'm a death metal guy that loves gore and satan dude but i'll still give you a hug <laughs> yeah i mean and katie do you know what i mean <laughs> and nowadays i'm like all oh, that's just lame it really is kind of just lame to me like the gore watching gory horror films now unless it's like done really well but like just going to watch because i want to see blood and guts it's just like that it's not my thing anymore dude you know i can't i can't do it anymore personally for quite some time i i mean it i still can watch the classics and be scared like i was when i was little but i i'm not i don't have i don't search out anything new really i guess i'm right and like origin you know like i played in my first okay so my first band you know my dad would be like turn that infernal racket off. So that's what we called ourselves. You know what I mean? Infernal, was, infernal racket, dude. Infernal racket. <laughs> but uh, I love it. But my, my first real band was called Necrotomy, and it was the you know carcass, you know gore grind, Webster's Medical Dictionary, you know like. Yep. Uh, and then like uh, that, then uh, my second band was called The Abomination, and that was more intense uh, i was starting to develop my sound and like there was other bands locally that influenced me and one of those was george fluke who was in this band called excessive strain and i'm like they uh they were he's he was the person that uh he called it dude some guy in the chat he, just said that earlier so I, I threw it out there he's all excessive strain uh, you can find a video on YouTube. There's only one video. It's uh, Excessive Strain, Mother Dearest. Um, you'll see me in the video. I just came from my band practice and showed up at theirs. And they're like, do some vocals. I'm like, I, I've only heard this song once before in my life. Mm -hmm. <laughs> so you'll see me hold like a lyric sheet in something about four minutes in. But um, anyway, so... Um, and I jammed with some guys for a while, and we just never could get it together. We could just never piece it together. Um, and they're a great 
players, but we could never get in a studio or it just all, it never just held together long enough to make it. I mean, we played house parties and, and basements and stuff like that, but, mm-hmm. you know, uh, my, you know, I'm just trying to get you up to where origin, uh, and so yeah, no, it's all good, but we, no, we love it. all this. We really do. We don't like, we don't like, we want to hear every step of the way, you know? So it's like, so yeah, how old so, were you at that time? Uh, well, I was a teenager, you know, there was wasted so years, high literally. Uh, I was just out of high school uh, okay. when necrotomy formed. I, were, I was in high school and just out of high school. And yeah. then uh, the abomination was like a year later, and then that fell apart. And then I came with these guys for a couple of years. And at this point, death metal was, you know, like the bands I love weren't putting out the good albums anymore. And I mean, like, obituary broke up. I mean, suffocation. Did a tour without Frank. You know, there was like I saw obituary with uh, Keith DeVito on vocals. You know what I mean? Yeah, like, Keith. and uh, uh, you know, like Napalm was putting out, you know, albums like Diatribes. I mean, I love Fear of Despair, but like that, you know, like uh, did a lot of the bands. The bands weren't putting out the same quality of music or even existing anymore. And mm-hmm. I was just trying uh, to develop my sound to make death metal more intense. I don't, I don't know, you know what I mean? And uh, kind of with George uh, Fluke, was this musical savant and did all this crazy stuff on drums. And like, he went another, to this. Another, this guy's a still like... <laughs> Dude, the same George from uh, Excessive Strain? Yes. Great. Yeah. Yeah. He was the first drummer of Origin. He was the first okay. drummer of Origin. Um, yeah. And he did this thing. I jam with him from time to time, but he was always so rooted and busy in his work. And uh, anyway, he went to a Dennis Chambers uh, drum seminar, and Dennis Chambers was doing the same where he was doing, like, uh, let's see, what he, he was doing a one handed oh, roll <laughs> on a tom. Why he was doing mm-hmm. a beat, and so George is like, "Hmm, hey, how did you do that?" You know, like George is <laughs> yeah. kind of a goofy. He's like six foot eight, but he's kind of a goofy guy. Uh, he's really funny, but please. <laughs> <laughs> and so he was like, "I'll take that." And he called me up, and he never called me. I always called him. I was the guy. Hey, you want to jam? You want to jam? Want to jam? Want to jam? Yeah, I want to jam. I want to jam with you. <laughs> Anyway, he comes up to me. He's like, "No, man, I got something that's uh, I can play a blast beat faster than your right arm now." And I was like, "Whatever, <laughs> get out!" <laughs> and so you know, he just showed up and just uh, and uh, you know did the thingy or whatever. Yeah, yeah. Gravity, uh, yeah. And uh, uh, I was like, "Oh!" And so that that. That first time I ever heard that was when I wrote uh, the first riff that Origin ever, on the first Origin song I ever recorded, Lethal Manipulation. That was the first time I ever heard that beat. And so there there you go. There's the start of that. So I um, still have the, is that, how many demos did Origin do? Because you had that one that you redid recently, but there was. Yeah, the, basically the com- a coming into existence is the first and only original EP from that mm-hmm. time period. The thing that we re-released, Abiogenesis, was songs that I wrote like in the Crotomy and the Abomination, 
Um, mm. And basically, the whole deal with that was Agonia wanted to release it coming into existence because they've been out of the brand for a long time, and they asked me about, do you have any bonus material? I was like, yeah, but it's not really Origin. It's like stuff I wrote before Origin. And I was just... I was playing... I played drums, bass, and guitar, and I made some recordings of it, and they were, like, super interested in it. And I was like, yeah, but it's not really Origin. It's, like, before Origin. Uh, yeah. And uh, and so they kept pushing me about it for, like, a couple years. And I had to go back and look for lyric sheets in my mom, mom's house in the closet, you know, I'm like, look at my old Playboys that I had, you know, like when I was like 14 <laughs> or whatever. These lyric sheets. You got your know? lyrics inside <laughs> magazines. Like, yeah. all right, so uh, I'm going to call it out because it's in the chat. Bone Crusher Chronicles is on the seventh page of the 8th August <laughs> issue of 2003. You know, all right, enough of that. Sorry, ah, I don't even know. But yeah, we, yeah, the lethal manipulation, the Bone Crusher Chronicles. I mean, Mark was an MMA guy, and uh, I was like, okay, I back we were kind of talking about it. I was like, okay, no Satan, no no God, no beast, no religious talk, no blood and guts. And Mark wrote the song, you know, like we've got to come out and be fucking brutal. I was like, all right, this is your one and only about beating somebody fucking down. T-Town mm -hmm. beat down, you know, and, uh, and then, you know, like, suicide and, and different, you know, I was like, I wanted to do something different, you know, like, lyrically, on like, uh, I mean, I love all the old Slayer and Possessed stuff, but, uh, you know, Boy Bod would be, like, my sci-fi thriller kind of, that, my mentality of how, you know, I was trying to do something different uh in death metal lyrically or imagery wise and mm -hmm. so i would point as boyfot as the major influence of that um trying to come up with you know uh space Themes. or yeah. yeah you know like uh, you know like ag agnostic or atheistic approach without the blood and guts you know what i mean yeah and just totally so, you know napalm had some inner strife and struggle and misanthropy you know what i mean like um but I, I just wanted it to be something different, you know, like, um, I know, like, there's been many conversations with different bands, like, when you have to cross the border and you have to see what band you are. Yeah. I mean, like, I mean, what band are you guys in? Dying Fetus. Yeah, <laughs> or, you know, I mean, yeah. Uh, or, or, you know, I mean, I mean, there has been, I've been told that Abe actually said origin and, and john says the origin before <laughs> but you know like yeah you gotta go across the border or you know like you you see your old kindergarten teacher and you yeah exactly uh whatever whatever horde horde totally. name you have oh you're going on tour what's the band name i want to look it up <laughs> <laughs> i would just tell you're people faceless so good. Oh, faceless, I yeah. the, i'd be like i'm in the faceless dude i don't want to say decrepit birth to an old lady yeah yeah <laughs> you know? yeah we were most people just don't even know what it means to like, yeah odious oh. mortem they're like what does that mean and i'm like oh, that's latin it means like i don't know, love live laugh love dude all right so <laughs> we were in uh like central part of mexico and we stopped at some side uh side mexican restaurant outdoor kind of thing and and they could tell we were in a band and so uh it was us and faceless and they're like what band are you guys in? And we're like, Faceless. 
and then they played it. It was all like Ranchero stuff. Like they had, they all had cowboy hats. Oh and, shit! Uh, oh, like mariachi cowboy boots. Yeah, but they had no like cowboy hats. Oh, real yeah. like the, it was like rancher style. Anyway, the, and then wore cowboy boots, and then so they played. They like stopped the you know like the accordion music. Dun, 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 and played a faceless song. And let's say they didn't play two faceless songs. They only played one. <laughs> <laughs> and it was the one where they're singing and stuff, so it was a little bit more accessible. But then once it started just doing the blast and the the growls, yeah. it's like they're you can tell the vibe was like El Diablo. So yeah. So um, origin oh, yeah. the name origin we it took a while for us to figure it out but I, it was like the creation of something different it's all it's, mm-hmm, or mm-hmm. the start of something different is all I mean coming to and it's a word that creates system. question everyone has a different origin so it can be more of a personal mission or, you know but I I just wanted something a little different yeah you know I mean and right. it, and it worked it stuck out and I mean some people thought we were a stoner band before they heard us, you know what I mean? Like, yeah, yeah that's, I'd, I'd love to see the reaction of a dude who was expecting a stoner rock album or something, <laughs> yeah. and then fucking an origin song. <laughs> He's got a bottle well, of re- re- on. <laughs> re- well, yeah, Relapse, you know, had, was, you know, they had Bongzilla and, and yeah. Nebula, and, like, they had Doom bands. So, you you know, this is, you know, you could go to deathmetal.com. <laughs> or, I think that was the thing with the push the button, right? Yeah, yeah. Yeah. com. That was a real thing, right? Yeah, yeah. It probably ago. still is, but I'm just saying. Like, yeah, it was. That's where you would find little eight second clips that you would wait 23 minutes to hear. Yeah. Like, ooh, I like that. <laughs> I like that. I'm, I'm gonna check them out. Yeah, man. Totally. Yeah. So, uh, so okay. But, so all right, the, that first EP that you got it together and you self financed it put it out yourselves right it's there, no mm-hmm. no record label helped you with that that was an indie release correct mm-hmm. okay so and when we go... got our first show with or uh origin open for suffocation on our first show so that's how Jesus. that that led to getting that that gig was passing uh, no. out and it... uh um, it, that came out uh right after our first show basically uh I was jamming with George at Excessive Strain, and the original singer of Excessive Strain was in this new band called Down Banger, and they were the biggest thing regionally in the area at the time. And uh, we played, it was Origin by Heavenly Created, Down by Anger, and Suffocation. And basically, I had never played a, a show in an actual club before. Yeah. Um, and like, my friend pushed Paul's. They're like Paul's never played a show ever, like at a venue. He's only played you know garage grinding, basement blasting, storage shredder. You know what I mean? Yeah, and like yeah. Yeah, house parties and shit like that. You know what I mean? And so, um, there was some resistance. We got on the show and opened for suffocation. And I had like my mead. Um, notebook and i just went up to people and was like hey if you like what you heard write down your uh information and i'll uh mail you flyers of uh, the ne- our next show and oh, our what stuff, we're release. and because i was that guy you know uh jeremy turner would drive i'd run out and just staple stuff to the telephone pole and then run back in and drink a 
slam half a beer in the next stoplight, you know, and like I wouldn't go anywhere without a handle on my pocket or, you know, like, and then we recorded the uh, EP and then, uh, then I wouldn't go anywhere without that in my pocket. I would just hand it out. I would go, now, again, I was centrally located, but I went to see Deicide and go, Death. And I want to go back real okay. quick to uh, the, um, that first gig. So okay. the anticipation of finally getting on stage in front of a crowd. I'd like, I want to know what you were feeling before then. And also uh, your re- reaction and response to the feeling after the show as well. Like, Oh, okay. Uh, somewhere, of course you're nervous. Uh, you're like, I'm opening for fucking suffocation for my first gig ever. You're just like, whoa. Yeah, uh, I mean, I met those guys uh, in 93, and then we partied down with them, and, and Terrence got so wasted. I think Josh uh, was their sound guy, because it was Chris Richards, and there was a, that's a whole other story, but they they didn't hear my, I, I had like a garage recording of uh, the Abomination, and they checked it out, and I don't think they remembered me, remembered me, but anyway, like, um, I mean, Cerrito let me use this cab. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. we just used their back line, and they were cool to us. Uh, as far as, like, I was super confident in our music. Um, that's a good... Uh, that's but a, I, the crazy thing was, I never knew... I didn't know what a monitor was then. You know what I mean? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> that's how grindcore <laughs> I was. You know what I mean? <laughs> what is this strange thing producing sound of my sounds in front of me? It's fucking weird. Yeah. yeah. You know? So that... I mean, that's how underground i was you know what i mean so, so yeah, I, you learning you were just learning what it was yeah the, the being on the, stage and all the I mean, fucking except, weird shit comes extra with stuff it. that comes with it that you didn't realize yeah yep. yeah and like like i said i mean uh you know doug cerrito was like one of the, my earliest favorite guitar players and pop you know suffocation and it was like and I got to use their. We got to use, Clinton was playing bass and uses Chris Richards uh, stuff and Jeremy. We just used our own heads on their stuff and and what like album we were had they a, supporting the Despise the Sun. Yeah, that's what I was guessing. Fuck, dude, uh, so sick. And so <laughs> and Kevin Talley was the drummer live for that uh, show. But uh, so it was uh, Frank, Chris Richards on bass, Terrence and Doug, and then. Uh, Dave Ross didn't do the tour. They kind of trash, trash talked him a little bit. Like, yeah, who was who was drumming on that tour? Just Kevin there. Talley. Oh, nice, yeah, yeah. nice, yeah. Um, and uh, anyway, the, it was the three heaviest bands: Topeka and then Suffocation. So there was a good turnout. I mean, Suffocation was. I mean, there was three to four hundred people there. I mean, and in '98, I don't think Suffocation was. Even though they put out a great EP, they weren't getting the big shows. And they, I mean, even Terrence is like, "Holy shit!" You know what I mean? Like, it was, it was, there was close to four hundred people there on a Saturday night. Oh, you know what I mean, damn. and uh, uh, the show, the show went really well. I know they sold a ton of merch. I mean, um, at, the reaction to Origin was great. Like, my notebook filled up. You know what I mean? And. Uh, uh, I mean, so you I basically had... came out of that like amped, probably like, oh yeah, yeah. Let's, do, let's do this again as soon as possible. Well, yeah, I mean, like we really origin. 
the original lineup only played four shows, but we played like a grind show with this associate, Fulby and Wormwood as our second show. And then our third show was, uh, oh man, oh, I'm starting to, I don't know, but we opened up a Gorguts, uh, or wait, it was Origin, Nile, Cryptops, the Oppressor, Gorguts. What the you know, fuck? Jesus. And then uh, we just were, I mean, like all of a sudden, they knew I was going to flyer. You know what I mean? They knew I was going to hand build. And then, like, uh, the dissolution of that lineup, and that was the EP era. That was 98. And then um, I met John. And then I also met Doug Williams at the end of 98. George wasn't going to tour, travel, and I wanted more. And so I had an EP to hand out. And like I said, we would go to Deaside or Dash shows in Nebraska. Or I, I went to Colorado. And I hung out with the Paul Carnage guys, handing out demos. And uh, so I just doing tape trades and mailing out CDs and tapes to mm -hmm. like underground zines for reviews. And um, and then uh, the first show with the second lineup, we opened up for Napalm Death. So like you know, like I was getting all you know, all the good bills. We were like, yeah, main, dude. Now yeah. we're at main support. Huge. You know what I mean? Uh, and uh, I just kept mailing out stuff. And then uh, Cephalic Carnage, we'd do show trades because Denver's like 560 miles, like eight or nine hour drive. And, like, they would come our way, or uh, we start doing shows their way. I think Origins start uh, really quick. Relapse used to be based out of Denver before they were based in Philadelphia. And they asked us to play this show, and it was uh, John and Quartered. Uh, oh, Origin. Oh, man. Okay, first of all, it was Primordial, John and Quartered, Origin, Vile. And then this is when it was Juan and Jeff Huell and and Mike Hamilton had just yeah, joined Vile. Or no, he had been in Vile. He hadn't been in Deeds yet. But, uh, and yeah. then Solid Fall at Carnage. And so we played this show in Denver. And uh, I mean, the next day, relapse, I mean, a whole bunch of people from Relapse were there. And mm -hmm. people were, uh, I mean, they were calling us. Like, and then all of a sudden we started doing November to Dismember and the March Mental Meltdown in New Jersey and Texas. And we that just and we weren't even signed yet, but they were just putting us on these festivals. Or, and you're, yeah. this is all just still based. I mean, it's it's piggybacking just the EP still. You guys yep. haven't signed the label, signed to a label. You had no full length yet. Listen, to, I mean, dude, this is wild stuff to hear that you guys just kind of hit the ground running you know and and kept going because you hear everybody else's upcoming i mean yes you, you had previous bands and there was a long time before this all came to fruition but like once it like was out there the, yeah the fact mean, that, that, like you were hit getting all those great bills and then you know just the right timing for the relapse dudes to be in there and seeing you it's like i love this i love this i want so yeah let's, let's keep going we just, you know, like we would, um, we would just, I would just do tape trades and show trades and like South Dakota or, you know, New Mexico. That's what I was going to ask you. Do you. So did it like Arkansas, the fact that you're seeing all this six, not success, but like things are happening so well in the beginning, like, did it give you a little bit of an ego? 
I won't say it was the ego, but we were confident when Relapse was talking to us, and then we were playing these festivals, and we are unheard of, but we were getting good spots, and then, like, people, you know, were buying our merch, and, like, you know, people were writing letters, and you, we were uh, in the underground zines. We were just getting, like, a lot of press. Like a Grinding people. like that is really what, how... I mean, that's definitely a big foundation for it, too. Just getting it, pushing it out there yourselves, like not worrying about anybody else. You were just like, I'm, I got to make sure that these people, it comes across, you know, certain people, and then it gets pushed out further. It's like, it's kind of like a, a baton pass in a relay race, you know, like once you get it to that person, that person can take it and run with it. And then it kind of blossoms and. Yeah, well, I mean, I, I was a part of a little bit of the underground tape trading team, but my thing was I was VHS trading, like, live shows. Like, yeah. And I would be like, okay, here's Deicide in Nebraska, here's an origin show, and here's, um, you know, like, uh, I got this, you know, Morbid Angel from live show, you know, like, and I would put it in. So I already knew how to tape trade stuff and all that stuff. But then it was like, then I had my own band, and like I would just, I was at the show. I mean, I didn't go anywhere without a flyer or like a demo of some sort to hand to someone. If I saw someone on the street with a death metal shirt, I just handed them music. Yeah, and our yeah. contact information was in there. You know what I mean? That's crazy. And, it's like that's, uh, like that's like that's like the literally the what I missed. Like I just missed that style of uh, promotion. Like I, when I was. Doing odious stuff. We it's like the MySpace was there. Yeah, there was there was like all the the technology involved, but we never had to go. You know, I'd see back in the day before I was like in a band that was actually playing shows. I would see bands at Kinko's just fucking making you know getting like the hot green paper and just fucking my high like, school you know, band a thousand. Had my high school really? band had a website. It was what was it? Angel Fire. Do you remember? Those? Oh, Angel Fire. Oh, yeah. Geo back in the day. <laughs> and it, yeah, dude, yeah. it was so whack. And then you'd have like the the view counter at the bottom, and you'd check it every day. Like, oh, dude. <laughs> it's only you making it go up. <laughs> <laughs> one one more from yesterday, dude. I wonder why. <laughs> oh man, I remember hand handwriting the letters on the, uh, and then you know, licking the stamp or whatever. Like just handwriting yep. the letters. Yeah, uh, like 150 letters, you know, just uh, here's our next two shows with the flyer and blah, blah, blah. You know what I mean? Like, oh, that was painful. Right. Yeah. <laughs> and like, yeah. that, that was a whole night of just writing your, their addresses in and then, you know, your return address and, you know, exactly. Yeah. And like I said, just every, uh, you know, every corner there was a flyer for the show. Anywhere there was a bar. We're yeah. always so it obviously up. paid off because you guys got you know relapse got wind of you guys saw you live started giving you a bunch of gigs and shit so now what take us up to the point where they they approach you and say hey well it was right after that uh denver show they started talking to us and, and they wanted to see it again and and like we did that march metal meltdown in new jersey and uh that was a big thing for us and uh and then we played uh, the November and December in Texas. Um, we pretty much had, I think at that point, they were like, okay, these guys are bringing it like after shows. And so then it was mm -hmm. like, they just called us on the phone. And then 
we had to get a lawyer and all that stuff for contractual yeah. stuff. I mean, this was all that part angle of the was all new to me. You know what I mean? The, yeah, and, the actual uh, business side of it. Yeah, I mean, like I knew how to do the t-shirts and book shows and get us from gig to gig, but I didn't know any of the like logistics of that stuff. Totally. Yeah, um, I, I still don't really like. Yeah, we to know we about actually. It. We signed a uh, a contract there with a record that we'll announce soon, but like I didn't even read it. <laughs> I, I, just, I, I read I read like the main part. I was like, okay, the money and the album. That's because I'm not like in it for money anymore. It's not like a you know I have a job and that's like where the yeah where the, the money's going to come from. Origin and I just want distribution. Is Odious Mortem just wants to continue putting out music and and yeah. we need somebody to. A catalyst. Like I don't want to do it. Put it out that there. Sounds like a pain I, in the ass. We, you know, we know people. <laughs> we know people who did the DIY thing and went big with it, and it's a stress. It's a big, big stress. They do yeah. a lot of work. I mean, labels. I mean, obviously, you know, there's, you know, you know, people complain about, you know, record deals and stuff like that. What's your a bad record? Which I've seen a lot of them actually from bigger labels that give those kind of like development deals that are terrible. But um, yes. if, yeah, I mean, wanna get, if somebody wants to give us money to to make our art, that's yeah, all I, I don't want to put dude. the capital out and do it. Uh, yeah. I mean, yeah. so Dan Kenny's uh, unfortunately, Orange has uh, got a moving. <laughs> it's a moving part now. It's bigger than you know, I'm like. I, I did. I, I already sent him a link. He can't do it. He's too dumb. Oh, <laughs> dude. He's all. No, he's, but, all he's all. He texted me. He's just all. Dude, it wants to allow my mic and camera. Like, how does that work? I'm like, oh my uh, god, dude. You, allow it dude he doesn't have That's a mic or anything <laughs> i was gonna surprise you guys with him and then it. and now oh. he's like trying to get on all like i was i was gonna just throw him in here randomly and just like freak everyone he, out but. now he's saying i wish i could join in but i don't have twitch dan it's not twitch he's dude. on We're twitch so right now <laughs> <laughs> who are we talking about dan kenny dan kenny's trying oh to dan kenny yeah 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 yeah, dude. yeah. hi dan he, kenny he he wanted to surprise us and jump on the podcast, but uh, he doesn't know how to use his phone. But uh, <laughs> it's Streamyard, dude. Just hit the link, right? He, yeah, he yeah, needs yeah. to. Uh, does he need to go out on tour with Uncle Paul so I can give him some life lessons again? <laughs> Probably. Dude, funny, great story of. Uh, well, it's not really funny. It's just a cool story that we used to. Dan and I used to go to Guitar Center, and we would literally go there and he'd be looking at guitars i'd be like hey dude i'm going to the drum section i'm gonna go play on the electric drums and i'd fuck around in there for like a half an hour and come back and be like oh yep i realize why i'm not a drummer now i go back over here and then paul ryan's working there and you're just like what the fuck dude that's the guitar player from origin dude and what what was so cool about paul is that he he actually you know accepted people as fans coming into the I'm, I'm sure you had this so many times dude once they hear that you worked at guitar center there's probably so many people that came in there and like where's paul you know but I my mean, thing it, was it's like, definitely a very humbling experience and very uh you know uh, it, and I, I love dan kenny's mom you know and i want you, you know, know so. like and and uh and pat you know, and uh, you know like i i treat them all like family i mean and i felt like uh everyone that came in felt they they were treated well and you know guitar center dude. has had some bad rep you know but i felt like i was above and beyond all that and totally uh, I, I mean I you helped had, so many bands you helped so many bands definitely. out dude so many bands out like national nationwide not just the ones walking in the store you know what i mean but like yeah definitely the bay area uh i watched you know all animosity to odious and decrepit yeah. i mean i could 
severed savior. I mean, like I tried, I you know tried to help out everyone at one point. Totally, dude. And you, uh, and you, uh, this what's what showed me how cool you were at that time, dude. Because you would literally spend your break taking requests from me and Dan. We'd be like, play this, play this song, play that song, and he could totally be just be like, fuck you guys, I gotta go eat you know, or whatever. But he's like, no, you know, chill with these guys. You could see, you probably could see like the excitement and fire in our eyes. Cause at that time, oh. dude, carnivorous was the only thing that we were doing, you know, carnivorous, you oh, fast yeah. forward to now, you got I suicide, remember, silence, severed savior and odious mortem, all this kind you of, you know, we had Matt Seaman and Nate, uh, Venerucci, you know, those guys came in and they were the young Not. shredders, you know, on the block. And, uh, you know, like I watched them develop, you know, into who they are now. And, you know, like it was, it's funny. I've seen people that were kids, you know, be taller than me now. There, you know, I grow up and, and it, 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 you know, it was definitely there's that was some of the joy of working at Guitar Center is watching that light turn on, like we all had when we finally just got it. Like, yeah. oh my God, I love music. Yeah. And like, you know, you sit there and you just, and it happens. And you'll, you'll, you'll see that happen for kids you know maybe they come in at first two couple times and they're shy and then all of a sudden they're just all about it just, just eat love it up music. yeah it doesn't matter what style but you know just that that love that passion that we all have oh I dude that energy yeah you you pick up on it very easily when it's real for that person you know so definitely oh, dude, being a, able to see a, musicians we all that, we dude. all remember when it, that light turned on for us whether it be the love of this of music or playing music you know that's definitely a joy that's one of the, one of the stories of uh working at guitar center you know yeah I mean, for me yeah the cool thing about was. death metal too just like death metal in general is that we we i mean obviously the music means a lot to us obviously but uh as far as the like personalities kind of mean a lot to us too like if a band's a if, a, if you meet a member of a band he's like shitty to you you're kind of like fuck that band forever it's kind of like uh yeah. you know what i mean like you, you you'll you'll turn your back yeah yeah you'll turn your back on a band that you loved because the main dude you're like oh my god he's just all cool dude right, later i can't like, i can't this. really think no. of an example but like i know what you're saying but as we've yeah. gotten older i think i give a little bit more slack to people because you realize you, too. That, you know you could have caught somebody on a bad day and that's it mm. you know and yeah and, but I mean, yeah, if you have enough of those experiences, especially more than one with the same person, that's when it's like, okay, yeah, I just know this dude's an ass. It's, it's funny to see like bands, like I've seen bands pivot too when they, they it kind of gets out that they're like the, the main dude's an asshole or something or like, and all of a sudden they're like on this like fucking forgive me tour and they're just like super like, <laughs> I don't, I don't, I don't know, I'll bring it up. Like, it's like a, like Muhammad from Necrophages. He was known as kind of like a dickhead to a lot of people and people were like, this guy's an asshole. And uh, we went on tour with him, and he's the sweetest motherfucker I've ever met in my life. And, and, and all then, of my experiences with him have also yeah. been like super. Cool and a, a member of Suffocation would come up to me because we were to it's like Suffocation. I think you were on that tour. Is that Summer Slaughter tour? What was that Origin Suffocation? Might have been another Summer Slaughter, but it was Necrophagus. Was that the one? Yeah, you did? Well, we. I've had bad experiences with them, but uh, <laughs> <laughs> see, that's it. It's it's just on which day and when. I won't. I'm out. not gonna throw them under the bus. We did yeah, do. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I turned down. We turned down. A, let's just say we turned down a couple more tours with them. I was like. Based They're good on shows, but experiences, yeah, yeah. I mean, like, uh, phenomenal musician, just a different way of doing things. I mean, there's certain bands that we just, I, uh, 
you know. Yeah, like, you don't have to. Yeah, we were yeah, we, we were worried. <laughs> we we were worried to tour with Deicide. Okay, like historically, I've heard bad things about Deicide, and and I've even seen like, oh, I don't know, man. So we got an offer with Deicide, and then we did that tour with Deicide. It was fucking awesome. I mean, he helped me parallel park the first show. I'm like, I got this, but you know, 19 year old me is like, Glenn Benton's helped me parallel park. He was like, uh, <laughs> I mean, I don't know that. I don't, uh, it, I don't know how it, he could still be that mad. I mean, the, God, the biggest but, asshole I've ever <laughs> met was, uh, yeah, I know. Totally yeah. Right. I mean, the biggest asshole I've ever met was, uh, Dan Kenny. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> oh my God, Dan Kenny. <laughs> now let's, up, see if them, let's see if them vocals work. Test, test. All right, I, I gotta go, guys. <laughs> <laughs> Motherfucker, dude. I just removed him. No. All right. <laughs> uh, Glenn, Glenn Benton turned out to be a sweetheart, and that's all I'll say. I won't throw anybody on the bus, you know what I mean? But you, uh, you'll see. Good. No, that's not what we're trying to do here either. You know, Dan, uh, who do you want to throw uh, under the bus? What's the biggest hey. asshole rock star? Oh, it's probably Dave Mustaine for him because remember, Dave Mustaine kicked him off the tour. <laughs> yep. <laughs> Are you trying to get some viewers? What are you doing? <laughs> What's up, dude? We don't need what? your help. I can't see Paul. Ryan. I'm can't here. See Ryan? Oh, the fucking sweetest guy in death row right there. Hell yeah, dude. <laughs> I love there I this, am. Dude. Hey, Can I tell a funny story about you, Paul? Sure. All right. I might have to get back if it's rough. It's not that rough. When we were touring, when I was was in Animosity, we toured with Origin and Bill of the Creation. And I remember you, I went to Taco Bell with you. And you were like, Dan, you never never had a seven layer burrito? (laughs) I was like, like, no, I haven't. You go, you want to know what's on it? I go, yeah. It's got beans and rice <laughs> and cheese. And you let you, you list all seven layers. You know, and I go, yeah, I'll have me one of those. I'll have me <laughs> one. Of them, yeah, you sold me. You sold uh, me. Oh, all right. those layers. Working at a guitar center for no reason. You should have been working at Taco Bell the whole time. <laughs> I did you prior, prior to prior to uh, prior to origin. I did work at Mexican restaurant, so I was all. About Mexican food, still am to this day. But one one little thing, one little tour tip that I have to give uh, animosity credit for was the uh, I I will always remember this uh, when you got we were driving by and I saw you guys in a car wash, but the band wasn't in the car wash. It was you guys laying up against the wall, and that's how you guys were taking a shower. That's all the shower, yeah. And Frank, me, 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 me and Frank, we were all like this. Yeah. <laughs> just hose me down. Man. And, and Frank was just, was just us. Yeah, and Frank would take Ben over and pull down his shorts and expose himself. Oh, my God. And, uh, and he got power soaked right in the old stink eye, and he about jumped through the ceiling. <laughs> Oh my god, a power So, tour tip. Tour tip, do not expose your stink eye during a power wash <laughs> with your bandmates. Because you will get blasted like a super that enema. Like, that, was a fat, that was a fat chick tour. 
Oh, uh, uh, was it was it an animosity? Sorry. Anyways, animosity. That's good. Yeah. <laughs> I think uh, I I hope Frank's in a great place now because I was really he worried is. about him on that tour. He actually is. He's in a great okay. place, dude. He's a dad. He's got the realms of vision. He's been. He's always. Yeah, yeah, he's, 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 he's a painter, and his butthole's never been the same. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck, man. Hey, Paul, I can't, I can't see you, which kind of sucks. I can see. I'm How is that? Why yeah. is that? Can you see him now? So can you see him right now? No. Well, it's got to be on your end. Then, dude, dude, fucking boomer. I'm here. Like... <laughs> I'm still smiling. I have an iPhone 6S, you guys. Relax. <laughs> oh. Well, you know what's that. crazy is I had that I I can talk shit about you now, but I did have that phone up until like a year ago too, and then I finally got the the new. Do you miss this button? Do you miss this button? I oh I missed the button. button. I missed the button. Do you? I yeah, because the, because the, the thumb thing. Because you could you could literally like uh, unlock your phone with the thumb, and you don't have to use your fucking face. That, dude, when that was going on, I was like one of those guys. Like I'm not giving him my fingerprints, even though my fucking every, <laughs> all my information is all over the place, and he could just You've, like get been all fingerprinted of it. for oh, jobs and, and, shit, then, like... and then you go, oh, I'm gonna write a song about this. What? <laughs> the evolution <laughs> of cell phones during tour time has been fantastic. So yeah, no, I know the hey, iPhone was just coming hey, out when Paul, I was what, in the first. Oh, when did the record come out, brother? Uh, June third. Oh, right around the corner. Too far away. Too far well, away. <laughs> it'll be, it'll be, it'll, it'll probably be available like the week before or something. And just so everyone knows, there will be a video coming out for the title track "Chaos Most." Soon. Fuck yeah! And Hell yeah! It was done by uh, Dave Brodsky, uh, who did. Oh, uh, the, he's, uh, hey, he's, the, he's the fucking best. <laughs> yeah, he's super awesome. Stand where your balls drop. Did you go to New York to do it? Yeah, I was in New York about two or three weeks ago, and uh, basically, um, he's so well, that's the same guy who did the finite video. Just so you, if you're familiar, he's, a, he's done tons of videos, but he's a great dude, great person to work with. Man, there's hey, a rabbit. Make your dog, dog or something. Yeah, tell your dog to. Your dog sucks. That I love she it. Has, <laughs> she has diabetes. <laughs> oh shit, he has dog diabetes. Damn. That's a thing, I guess. It's yeah, it's common. Yeah, Brutal. sadly. Yeah. So, dude, we got way off into the weeds. I love that Dan's here, but I want to kind of get back to the timeline too. So, Dan, we're <laughs> right up against, right up against. We haven't even gotten to Origin's first release of a full length yet. <laughs> oh, okay, well. Oh. Basically, at this point, we had just uh, had already. But we probably played like fourteen or fifteen states, and. We went in uh, just outside of Milwaukee uh, and recorded with Chris DeJurek. I think he goes by Chris Wisco now, um, who had done Gorgasm and stuff like that. We uh, went up there, recorded our first album, uh, maybe the winter and then summer of 2000, basically. We go on tour. It's Origin. Uh, exhumed and cephalic carnage, uh, and then and that was the first. Uh, and that wasn't the first. That was the first relapse tour I did, but it was uh, contamination, and those were a huge success. Like the year before, it was today is the day, uh, nausea, soylent green. Can we give a uh, shout out to the camp contamination uh, compilations you, that used yeah, to you, come out? You can, you can for sure. 
I mean, I definitely am because I'm going to say that's where I first heard sure. Origin. Huh. That's where hey. I first heard, heard Origin was those relapse comps. Uh, I, we could go us, me and you together. Yeah, yeah. I see totally, you. Totally, dude. I, I was always the one that would buy those compilations too. Yeah, and, you bought it because I was poor. But it, 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 gave, it gave us so much... It, it, exposed us to so much so yeah well that's yeah. Just, they just kind of copied the early metal blade idea and i to me i feel that, that really put help develop a lot of different relapse bands because you know relapse was a very broad label they had mortician they had dillinger escape plan they had today's day they had origin wow. they had cephalic carnage they had uh oh nausum they had pig destroyer I mean, the gorephobic destroyer Venom. i mean we, that's the thing on that first more uh, contamination tour. I don't know, it was seven or eight weeks, and like we w our first couple shows, Mastodon opened up for us, and then we played a show with Flesh wow. Parade and Coor, no! and then we played shows with Venom. We played shows with Deceased. We played shows with Mortician. Today is the day. Burnt by the Sun. Dillinger Escape Plan. You know, like wherever they were kind of regionally. So Origin Fallock and Exhume did all the shows, but we'd have regional support with relapse bands. So it was like a huge success. Um killer, dude. Yeah, for a lot those of those shows. would be like fifty songs too. And they'd give you multiple tracks from each band, you know, so you get a, a nice uh well rounded exp being exposed to it, you know, again. Regurgitate on that too. Regurgitate. Uh, oh, yeah. uh, <laughs> the no, most famous uh, uh, cover that came out on Relapse. <laughs> no, it was a darn it, man from Portland. I feel like Oregon. Yeah, we're like a hundred. Oh, that's a hundred fifty tours ago. I'm trying to remember. I, I can't know, remember dude, all the shows. Know. I feel. I, I feel like Origin. Origin, no matter what, if they were thrown on a, on a show, they were always the one everybody talked about. Yeah, I mean, we played crazy shows back then. We played with Thursday. We played with Yob. We played with Orange Goblin. We played, you know, like it didn't matter. We would play Animosity. with any animosity. We would play with anyone. I mean, like that's the thing was like put us on a bill. We'll people are gonna love us or hate us, but they'll talk about us regardless. That's what you guys were known for. You guys were known for like you guys were doing a big tour and on your off days you all you played shows on your off days. Like you yeah. guys were yeah. nonstop. That, that was like the origin like lore is that you guys are just so like that's the what, hardest that's working. Those, that's those you want to see is those off days. Yeah, totally. Like those. We had like, the great ones. And we, I mean, I, you know, it's like we still book shit like that sometimes. Like we we're on one tour with Morbid Angel and there was a Friday and a Saturday off, and I was like. What? Uh, uh. <laughs> yeah, not <laughs> happening. I, I just Paul's like, and... I'm, I'm going to St. Louis, guys. <laughs> I mean, we did one up in uh, uh, Eureka. You know what I mean? That was like weird. Like, what? We're, we're off on a Saturday in California, so I booked one up in Eureka. And uh, it's like a five days' notice, and you know, 150 people showed up. You know what I mean? It was, like, and it was a rager. You know, I mean? little ragers are what we call them. Yeah, I think yeah, we actually dude. did what we did an off or you did an off day with us. It was actually funny that even Dan even said that it was St. Louis. It was uh, it was when um, uh, James the had power just stopped. Went out. It, was the power went out. it was the, the creepy whole city. Crawl? I don't know if it was the creepy oh, crawl. Yeah, yeah, the whole it was like a, there was a tornado was down like crawl. close by. Yeah, and, uh, I remember like uh, James came was like, there. Yeah, no one there. Yeah, because no yeah, one there. Crazy. The even the promoter didn't show up. 
Yeah. We had to call his ass. That's dude. we know it's good. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. But the I mean, that, thing was that just was like more songs. Yeah, dude, that literally was like that. That's one tour practice. That's what it is. It's yeah. tour practice. It was and tour practice. It was a, an excuse for us to all, you know, cross paths on our tours, hang out, have a great time, and watch each other play, dude. Like I remember James calling out, you know, yeah, requesting songs when Odious was on stage, and we'd play them for him, you know. Yeah, and no, songs we were not practicing at all. Like, I actually, yeah. I mean. That aspect of that, I mean, but like that, that was also Debbie Downer. But other, other than the fact that we got to see all the CDs play and decrepit and odious, and, who, and was it Vile? Who, who was the fourth band? Yeah, Vile, Vile, Vile. Okay, yeah, yeah. Been a while, Vile, man. decrepit, odious. Yeah, okay. And uh, I mean, we did some stuff with Deeds in the past, so it was always cool. Did you know running? It's always cool to do shows like that. You know, what I mean, like. That's the thing we do. Like I said, we did. Uh, it was Yob Origin Orange Goblin. We did a couple shows, like just completely weird bills, like maybe. But it was like fucking rock out, and then we get your fucking hyper blast on and rock out again with Orange Goblin. That was a really fun show, as you know. So, I mean, we just kind of add our own element to every show that we do, anyway. And yeah. I mean, like, uh, and you know, we played with Dillinger Escape Plan. We played with. Uh, uh, a lot of hardcore, you know, with that tour with Sworn Enemy and Dying Fetus. Basically, you know, like, the who's of who's who of Relapse roster at that time. You guys sound like yeah. you were on a bill with them at one point. Yeah, it was a lot of fun. uphill battle. We did stuff with uphill Sick, battle. With Dan, uh, Danny's first tour. Maybe they toured before that, but they were pretty young in the game. It was fun. That was James King's first. Tour. Okay. Maybe it's that, that was the, the that one show. Actually, the one the St. Louis show was James King first watching Longstreth play, or no, he was like sitting there watching Longstreth play like the like reciprocal or something like that. And he's like he was pointing out. He's like, oh, you fucked that up. Oh, you fucked that up. <laughs> he was like he was like oh, trying to like catch right. him. Okay, it. so that was yeah, 2005. Yeah. I couldn't remember if that was yep. 2000. That was 2005. Have you, yep. have you seen James King's son playing drums? No, I actually did see the video recently. He's he's. He's already got his. He's starting to work he's on his already, He's already video. better than I am. <laughs> well, if he hey, picks oh. it up, if he go, if he moves as fast as his dad did when he fucking started playing drums, that kid's going to be a James, by seven. How quick did he like? James like learned the drums like super quickly, right? Paul, I think, yeah, Paul, nine years. Super Paul young. Ryan. Yes, Paul Ryan. I gotta say, <laughs> you know, Cannibal Corpse has their own blast beat. Mm. Suffocation has their own blast beat. Origin has the origin blast. Yeah. How cool is that? We called it the uh, origin blast. We didn't call and it. You invented blast. it. And you invented it on a pen, right, or a pencil? Uh, no, my the original drummer. But yeah, I, I figured it out, and then I showed it to John. Okay. Um, I mean, so, um, it was totally secret. Drummer. It was it's done by. Well, I I mean, you kind of missed the beginning, but I started as a drummer. But Dennis Chambers is the guy who did it on a drum fill, and George stole it from him. And then I was I would here. I would sit there and do this. <laughs> yeah, can't get the camera angle on it. But uh, oh, uh, I mean, yeah, those guys, those those guys were legendary. <laughs> you know, the Mazukowicz blast and the Mike Smith blast, and and uh, <laughs> I mean, you know that stuff you. was super important. But uh, James King, he was a guitar player kid. Like he, we used yeah. to do these things called Shed Fest, and it was like 
BYOB in a storage shed, and about 200 to 300 people would show up. And we were like, yo, kid, you, the cops, you can't have, you can drink down the street, but you can't drink here because cops would just randomly show up. And if any kid had alcohol, the show was over because it was yeah, just in a storage yeah. shed area. Um, but um, anyway, uh, like I think uh, Justin Payne from Unmerciful used to skateboard down to those things and James King. But James was a guitar player, but then he, I mean, this is going into the pre-Unmerciful, the anal maggot days. You know? yeah. <laughs> I like, I don't know about that name, guys. I don't know about that name. Uh, Dan, Dan lit up. He's like, wait, there's a pre-unmerciful band? Yeah, that, there was Trails no, in the K. I, I heard about <laughs> something about the butt. I was all about it. <laughs> yeah, Trails of the K and an anal maggot. Anal then, maggot, oh, <laughs> What a sick name. Oh, man. I, mean, like, I, best, I, I would disagree. All time is rectal smegma. But uh, <laughs> is right up there. Ew, dude, rectal smegma, dude. It's like it doesn't. It, the origins of smegma are not in the butt. So have, how you did they get there? That, have you heard that band? Come on. Origins they, of uh, smegma. <laughs> yes, I have. Yes, I have heard them. Good luck crossing the border. <laughs> what band are you guys in? Oh yeah, dude. How's that? Now let's ask you real quick, Dan. How many times you get uh, confronted at the border because of your name, Suicide Silence? Is there? Does that ever get in the way of you getting through? Yeah. Oh yeah. Hey, every time it says occupation, I just write magician. <laughs> because musician is like the same thing. Who gives a shit? So basically, it's across. It's a, across the board the same for everybody. If you got a fucked up I'm name, everybody lies. I'm an entertainer, left or right. So fuck it. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> you gotta go beat it out real quick. <laughs> Joel, what's up, dude? <laughs> what's up, man? How's it going, dude? This, this like, all came from a, a text message in the middle of the of the episode. Dan's well, like, I want to join. I want to join. I want to join. I'm like, well, yeah, Dan, there, Dan, there, Dan, there, Dan, there, Dan, like yesterday. So. <laughs> We texted this morning. He's like, you want to hear some new Suicide Silence? And I was like, well, I'm doing a podcast with Paul Ryan today, so I'll have to listen to it after because I want to talk to Paul. And then here he is, dude. Now we got Paul well, finally, dude. And now yeah, we've been trying to get you for a while. The, the what, what's your problem, dude? Whose problem? <laughs> I'm excited. <laughs> what? <laughs> I'm just kidding. All right. All right. Let's, let's, let's reel this right. back in, boys. Let me ask you a question, Paul. Okay, yes, sir. What band was better to tour with? Nile or Hate Eternal? Oh, Hate Eternal. Yeah? Yeah. Yeah, Hate Eternal. I love Jared and Eric. They're like two fucking big lions. Fucking roaring in the parking lot. And uh, just, I mean, I'm just going from the earlier lineups. I mean, I've toured with Hate Eternal. You know, uh, I've seen you at the Palo about five times. Yeah, no, listen, we toured a lot with Hate Eternal, uh, and it just I have really respect Eric's guitar playing and him as yeah. a person. He's uh, I've seen him almost murder someone for throwing. There, there's footage of uh, out there somewhere, like uh, in Seattle, where you don't like it or what? No, it was like in Seattle. This. This guy, somebody threw, so it was basically Hate Eternal. He's doing the wakey wakey time. 
You know, like <laughs> now he does the cannon show, and someone throws uh, a water bottle at him, and fucking he takes down his guitar and says, "Who fucking threw that?" And everyone in the crowd goes, "This guy right there," <laughs> and he's like, "Get up here!" And fucking the oh dude, my god. oh my god, we're like, "Oh no." <laughs> he's gonna kill him. You know what I mean? Yeah. Anyway, he gets him up on stage, and I thought he's gonna deck him, but he just—I I can't really remember if he throws him in the crowd or he makes him jump into the pit, and then the crowd just went crazy. But oh, um, damn. but That's probably as better. far—I mean, I mean, Eric's super cool. You know, what I mean, but that was a bullshit dick move. You can probably find that somebody throws water or ice on Eric Raton in Seattle, or yeah, um, come I on, thought. Guys. I thought he was going to be like, oh, man, if he could get sued, if he, you know what I mean? But it is assault, I think, if you throw something at somebody, so. Oh, it is. Definitely. I don't know. Yeah, but, yeah. If he but, hit him uh, back, I don't know how that would happen, but I mean, I guess. Yeah, I don't know, him. you know. That'd be so yeah, funny, was, if you called him up and then the guy walks up and he's like, what, dude, and then just punches him. That would be fucking Yeah, crazy. I mean, that's what I thought was going to happen, and I'm glad it did, you know what I mean? I really am, you know I mean? It was bullshit they got shit thrown on him, but. Anyway, the pit went crazy after that. I got everyone riled up, and, you know. It, it was it turned out to be a great show at Studio uh, Seven. So. Well, at this point, who's the toughest guy in Origin? The toughest guy? Uh, not me. I'm a lover, not a fighter. Yeah, yeah, but, but, yeah, but check out those been, biceps, though. You're fucking. You can fuck some people up, you know. Yeah, look at that. Uh, I'd say uh, the vocalist. I'm sorry, I can't remember his name, dude. Right now, James what? Lee. Oh no, not, not no. James Lee. The old, old one. And the reason why I want to say he's tough because he broke. Because his he remember he broke his finger. Remember when he broke his finger? Oh yeah. Oh yeah. That was gross. And he finished the song dude, and was showing it to man. everybody. It was literally bent sideways. Yeah, no, that was in Chicago. Uh, that was a good one. He jumped off the stage and his finger was sideways. And I looked over and I was like, ah, that one's gonna, that's gonna hurt. And he snapped it back in. And uh, there was screaming, and uh, it was right on this part of Expulsion of Fury. I call the heartbeat part. And it was perfectly, it was like aligned perfectly, like timing like a drummer, how it happened. And yeah. uh, I just remember, I looked over and I'm seeing it, and I'm playing the song. And then there was this girl, and she was, infatuated with looking at it, Jason trying to Jason's like looking at his finger thinking about what to do and then he just snapped it and she had this uh. the shriek you know ah! <laughs> on her face and, uh, and that's the kind of effect that I always wanted Origin to give people live anyway so it was yeah. like perfectly like perfectly aligned with what I always wanted to do musically is give I want people to have that shrieking ah feel yeah. when they hear origin one of, like, one of the most disgusting show. like one of the most disgusting things i've ever heard it was like a it was like at some fucking convention or something and the the host was like all right when i count to three i want everyone to crack their knuckles at the same time and there's like probably i want to say a thousand people there and like oh, it's still like one two it's all like, just like the whole crowd like had like this huge crack and i was like oh i like turn off the video dude <laughs> like, oh, me out that much i dude. mean like I don't know if you remember this. I mean, I know Derek Boyer was there, but uh, it was it was in the late '90s. We played this November Dismember, and they had a gross out contest where, like, if you throw up, I mean, they had Jasmine, Saint, they had porn stars and wrestlers back at the old Metal Fest, and like Jasmine St. Clair was there. We played with Danzig and Morbid Angel, Monstrosity, Anal Blast. Oh, yeah. I want to say 
Deeds of Flesh was there. But anyway, they had this thing where they do the... Huh? It's all their good it, stuff. Was, yeah. Anyway, they had this thing where they were like, okay, so they had a gross-out contest. And basically, they are like, here's a pig's eyeball. And if, if you ate it and threw up, you are disqualified. Anyway, these two dudes, they're like... I mean, it was rough. <laughs> I mean, they were eating intestines and and, and eyeballs and brains. And I was like, it's going to lead up to one thing. It's going to lead up to one thing someone's going to say no to. You. And can you guess what it was? What's the one thing nobody, I mean, Poopy. I won't say nobody. Yep. Turds? Uh, yeah, yeah. yeah, and I was like, yeah, I'm going to watch that. Yeah, <laughs> I don't yeah. think, yeah, you got like $1,000 worth of t-shirts and CDs. I was like, I don't think that, that doesn't nah. qualify for it. <laughs> but yeah, uh, yeah that, they used to do that kind of stuff at the Metal Fest, you know. We had a we had a it wasn't a gross out competition, but the most I've ever been grossed out. And by the way, I followed abuse, and there was pig entrails all over the stage. After that's not even the one. And we we already probably told this story, but since you already brought up a, a show in Eureka, and it's the same tour, I'm just gonna bring it up. So we show up at this. It was like a vet hall or something up there, right? Yep. And these two chicks later on in the night, they show up and they have um, like four to six hooks into the meat Ooh. of their shoulders dude like literally was it like under... on stage was it on stage or in the no crowd it wasn't were... it wasn't it was actually on the other side it was the opposite side of the room like basically that's where people the were walking part, that's in. the only part to look at <laughs> <laughs> yeah i just like to watch chicks, bedford, brother. Like watch chicks uh put <laughs> fucking gigantic fish hooks in their shoulders i like it was with the teeth so what what they were doing though was they were doing the suspension thing and the watching the flesh be pulled from the bone and then the body be lifted and then what they were doing was like literally pushing each other so they'd be like swinging around yeah these it's humans, like negative it's negative viagra oh shit we got another cut person oh Whoa, joseph what up dude? what professor yeah guys <laughs> random drop-ins the whole time oh dude if you're at the taco ball drive-thru listen to paul <laughs> Paul, this is Joseph. Paul, this is Joseph. What up? I just. Yeah, uh, we did a festival with the, where they did the hooks. Oh, oh shit! We got merch now. Holy fuck! A little sneak peek. Oh shit! Oh, nice. A little sneak peek. Some... That's why the professor is not on the episode. He's handling that for us right now. We're we're crossing the fucking border back into America right now. <laughs> really? Uh, yeah. Dude, oh what's your God, band I was name? Talking about that. Dude, what's your band name? Dude, they're trying to hey, say, uh, right now. Hey, from one discourse to the other, right? <laughs> Jeez, look at that guy. That guy looks chapped on you, dude. Yeah. <laughs> why, why, is this a live border crossing? A live border crossing? Live border crossing from one discourse to the other. Uh, yeah, I can hear you. Do the sideways thing again. Yep, we're live again. All right, Jesus. I don't know what the fuck that was about. Sorry, guys. Uh, uh, yeah. That was weird. Uh, I guess I think I'm going to blame Joseph. I think even though he doesn't have administrative control over shit, I think he might have when his some he was like saying something and it just went out like the whole stream ended. I was like, what the fuck was that? But uh, yeah, it's but fun. Sorry. I took it back together for the YouTube I'm going to blame Paul, or... actually. <laughs> Dang it. Blame it on Paul. <laughs> 
We used well, to do blame it on God as blame it on Paul Ryan. So, dude, it was uh, yeah. All right, so I don't even know where we were. What, I don't even know what we were talking about. Is DK coming back too? Um, I'll send to him in a second. Either way, uh, we, got, pretty, we went. Out, we went out some <laughs> places. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I only yeah, got a little bit more time, guys. I'm sorry. Cool, no, it's no, all you're good. good. You got to start yeah. practicing. Totally. Oh, for sure. So for sure. then let's. Uh, well, we I were talking about the earlier eras of you know. We were probably up to 2005. Yeah, so I, I guess that's where we kind of ended. Keep, if you're talking about that deep in there. time era, yeah. If we're gonna stay, I mean, it's your guys' cause. I, I mean, I, 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 I okay. Mean, so we, echoes that's how we like it. So okay, so yeah, actually, that's what, what I've had. Yeah. Go ahead. I was gonna say with echoes. Um, uh, it. <laughs> it was a very and there was a lot of anticipation for that album. Obviously, you know, it's the follower of Triple I, which is um fucking death metal masterpiece dude and so a lot of anticipation for that record and and i wish dan was here to say this we'll talk about it maybe when he comes back or if he comes back but we had the pleasure of coming to your apartment and actually getting a, a listening session for that album before it came out and i just remember sitting like crisscross applesauce in front of your stereo on your living room or yeah well we could call it a living room <laughs> yeah but that was such a great experience for me dude like literally you know the feeling of being when did when did echoes come out what year 2005 2005 all right so 05 i'm Spring literally of 2005. a couple of years out of high school you know i'm not even 21 yet and and or maybe i turned 21 that year either way dude like being like so balls deep in death metal and technical death metal and knowing you know everything that we knew at that time it was such a a pleasure and such a um i I felt so cool being at paul ryan's house or listening to the echoes before it came out dude and i just was like this is gonna blow everybody's socks off when i heard it the first time and still today i was listening to it today it's like probably one of my top three for origin for me Oh, cool. Yeah, dude. So I was, I was so, in a dark place at that time. I just moved. I, I was in a relationship and broke up. And I think you guys had just came to the apartment. I just kind of moved into yeah. the apartment. And like so, I, you know, like after breaking up and you know splitting up everything, I think I had a futon, a weight bench, a stereo, and some guitar amps, and my my t-shirt collection and CDs. That's about all I had, if I remember correctly, at that point. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So that was around the time that you had just moved to the bay, then. No, I'd already I'd already been there yeah, for a I, couple I of years. For a little but bit. I was in I was I was in the city, you know, and I, like I said, you, you know, I was like, okay, this is separation, you know. So I wrote that album out during a breakup, you know, man, and I moved in, basically, needed to get away, you know, when the relationship's over, it's over, and it was like I needed to get away, and it it was a good vibe bringing people over you know what i mean so i just you know like check this shit out <laughs> yeah dude and, and i'm fucking angry <laughs> and and you could tell dude that they listen to triple i even though there's you know there's anger there's darkness but there is this transition that happened from that album and now that you're reminding me of what you were going through at that time it totally makes sense and it and it shines through on that album for sure it's one of the yeah, darkest 
I think it's it's a pretty mean record for in yeah. Orange's discography. It's not it's flashy, but it's aggressive flashy. It's not it's not there's nothing really pretty on it. It's just a super aggressive album. I said it's an action movie fucking start to finish of you know what I mean, just straight up fucking death grinding it first note to the last, you know. There's mm-hmm. not a, there's not uh I mean like the layer elements with like the different dynamics and maybe some interludes. There's nothing like that really there. Yeah, I mean it's yeah. super aggressive it basically grabs a hold of you and doesn't let go until it's done yeah that was that was the intention yeah so that's cool so then all right so and obviously things are snowballing because you already got the two full lengths out at that time uh which i mean dude we can go back and talk about it later but those albums are just as important to me too but so going into the echoes uh well, we era, had a lineup change we had a lineup change james king joined you know, like, you know, fast forward a little bit, but, uh, you know, like Clinton and, and I jammed with before he played bass on the first EP, but me and him had jammed together for years off and on. And he stepped in, Jeremy left. Uh, and obviously Jeremy had great success. You got to play with Cannibal Corpse and all that, but, uh, origin, you know, was like, it was, we started to see the next level of things like, you know, after the second album, we were definitely on the upswing. Um, uh, but we Origin was starting to, you know, we had done a lot of touring, and we were becoming a very familiar name in the underground scene. And uh, Echoes did a lot with that. Um, unfortunately, that lineup didn't last long because Clinton and James wanted to focus on Unmerciful, and that's understanding. I mean, that was their baby, you know what I mean? But, mm-hmm. you know, Clinton... Came out with the uh, album title. Mike Flores, you know, did a whole bunch on that album. You know, he, he wrote a song, Clinton Stillborn. Um, it was more collaborative effort. And, uh, I mean, it's a very dark, aggressive record, I feel. Um, and, uh, and and it was a little different, you know, a little different playing. You know, that's one of the cool things about Origin is, like, the, I can't let people be their own person and how they write, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. I don't change that much. I'll request certain things, but James was it, um, uh, not as much in tr- intricate stuff, like as, as far as the pattern stuff, but as far as like mm-hmm. the straight the speed, flood and the kicks and yeah, sustaining, blasting, you know what I mean? yeah, the sustainability. Just, yeah, no, it was it. So it was a different album because of James King, and I think it came out great. And he was super young at that point, like, and I only played drums a couple years, so, you know, uh, I think he was 21, and he'd only been playing drums for three to four years tops. That's so. crazy, bro. Jesus. We've talked about that before. I think I asked him at the pound one time, I'm like, dude, so how'd you start? Kind of like, you know, the same thing that I ask everybody when they come on the show, and he's just like, dude, my girlfriend bought me a kit two years ago, and here I am. I'm just like, what the fuck, dude? Yeah. How does that happen, dude? How does I that mean, happen? He, you know, like I said, he he was the kid I would see at the. He was he reminded me of myself, you know, like the young kid. At, I was the young kid at one point. Now I'm the old grind pappy, but you know, I was like, <laughs> I was that kid that was asking all the questions and paying attention, and I would take whatever I saw and and try to learn it and try to incorporate it into my own thing. And he did he did it, you know. What I mean, like, and he made his own thing, and then he got to do great things after Origin with Unmerciful. You know what I mean? So, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, 
Didn't he also so, do uh, like a, a Insidious Decrepancy tour or Viral Load tour or something like yeah, that? Yeah, he did some other stuff too. I mean, um, I, he did something Viral Load or Insidious Decrepancy. He did some other stuff. I guess uh, I can't remember. Some Sean Whitaker um, stuff. Yeah. And then and well, he he was in. I mean, like. Then he went to this thing called the Booze Hounds, and it was with uh, oh, Booze Hounds. From, I remember that. Well, who's now with Phil Ensemble, but who was uh, with him? And they were all, he'd just get wasted and play music, you know what I mean? And it's like, uh, yeah. so I mean, I had a different mentality or approach to what I want to do, you know what I mean? But you know, like some people, it's not long game for them, but, you know, like Origin is like the soundtrack of my death metal life, you know what I mean? So, like, it's um, you know, I'm fortunate that people even listen to it. You know what I mean? <laughs> totally, dude. Uh, and, are excited and about it. To continue putting out, uh, having output. I mean, you guys continue slaying with records, dude. And I love that. Uh, thanks. I mean, like, uh, you know, Echoes was our third full length. Uh, I mean, it really, like, uh, and then on the fourth album, I mean, I'm, um, Gonna kind of fast forward a little bit through these, like mm-hmm. yeah, yeah. antithesis. Uh, like I mean, we you know huge press on that one, and uh, like we were on tour a lot uh, for that album. Uh, that that was probably our flashiest album, I think. I don't know. I'll explain it. I think well, I was I was gonna say there's always an you know, origin like foundation. Was, there's always the Orson Foundation, but each album, you guys are adding elements that make it newer and fresher and different in a way, but still holding that that essence, you know, together with each one. Yeah, well, well. that's what, that's my goal is trying trying. You know, I I hope that fans of the band from every era can like an album. You know, what I mean, I'm sure there's going to be pick the favorites. And that's fine, you know what I mean? I just don't want it to be a huge disappointment, you know what I mean? Like, you know, like, there's certain bands that put out four great albums and haven't put out a great one for decades, but they're still yeah. rock, that is? Uh, revered. What do you think that is? Like, why do you think that happened? I think it might be because they're, like, super excited in the beginning and then maybe they get, like, uh, kind of comfortable and then, like, because I, I feel like it's so common with so many bands, they, like, start off super hot, everyone's, like... Oh, their first four albums are my favorite. You know, people say that all the time. But like so many bands, I feel like maybe they're just like, well, forced to put out an album or something. They're like not. They don't have the same drive that they had when they were younger, or they don't have the same like goal or whatever. And they kind of just are putting out albums to put them out. Well, and you know, and then some people, you know, like if they get that one hit, that they water and download them, then they don't have to work. And I, I don't mind working. I enjoy what I do. You know, I'm basically barely a guitar center anymore for guitar repair. And I work at DNA Lounge as bar staff, and those are Look great up. places. And races. I get the yin and yang of what I do, but I also have the integrity of trying to keep my music the same without compromising totally. what I do. And that was always more important to me. There's like music once it's recorded is forever, and you can't change it. Once it's out there, it's out there. And like, I don't want it. You know, like, I mean, I hope that the music reflects who I am. Even though I'm not, you know, it's a positive release of negative energy for me. Yeah, and totally. Me when, I'm, and when I'm in a dark place, you know, mm-hmm. like I am not, you know, like we already established, I don't sit around and watch blood and gut movies or, you know, I'm not right. over here doing seances, worshiping the devil. Mm-hmm. I'm, I'm yeah. a pretty happy spirited guy. But 
you know, like I am at peace when I'm playing the guitar in a different way than totally. you know, like uh, if something's going bad, uh, or let's just say this: if I don't get to my guitar, it seems that I'm like for a couple days I'm in a more negative mood, and then I get to my guitar, I'm like, oh man, that's what it was. I just wanted yeah. to be in that mindset of just playing music. You know what I mean. Totally. I think it um, totally know. is a therapy in a sense for us. And that's why so many death metal dudes are actually chill and happy guys. You know, I know so many people who play the most extreme music, but you talk, you have a they're just fucking super yeah. cool dudes, you know, and and that's what it is. We're, we're getting that. It's a positive release of negative energy. Dude. I love that. That's yeah, yeah, right yeah, there, it, it really helped me out. Cause I probably would have been in jail or prison or dead. You know what I mean? And like, uh, you know, a lot, you know, like before I had any success, you know, you know, like, uh, you know, since we kind of went through the eras of it, you know, on the underground stuff, I mean, like, I felt somewhat embarrassed about my choices, you know, I'm just working at a Mexican restaurant with this dream of being a death metal musician or something, you know what I mean? Like, yep. you know, what kind of shit is that? I told you, don't want, you know, no one listens to that shit, you know, but, you know. Uh, I still believed in myself. I believed that there was something there, and like you know, it does give some gratification that people can appreciate your art or music. You know, especially even at the most extreme ends of the universe. It's like when I'm playing a show, and it, you know, like I look down, and maybe the sickest part or like the darkest part I'm getting ready to play, or of what I think of origin, and I'm like, oh, this is going to be the part that gets in. And I look down, and I see. 500 people with smiles on their face yeah totally yeah yeah <laughs> it's like, oh yeah, yeah that's that mm -hmm. part you know, what I mean? <laughs> yeah, yeah, so, yeah. you know i was like so i mean i think it it's are the sounds we still have that morbid vision or seeking of something dark there but i feel like it also puts us in some kind of uh sanctuary of some sort yeah, i mean totally. sadly Sadly, I mean, just last week, I unfortunately read about a shooting at a death metal show, and I was like, "Yeah, I know that's like ironic, but it's also like, I wonder if the person that shot those people had any affiliation with death metal at all." Because I no, really sure they didn't. That's what pissed me off about that whole story too. Is like, it's like it got it got kind of like a headline is like, oh, death metal show shooting. Like it's like, like, a, like death metal, some negative place where there's shootings. You know what I mean? And I, I randomly yeah. typed in like concert shootings just randomly to see. And there's been like fucking way worse ones than, like between now and then, but they wanted to brand it as death metal is the reason why yeah. that the shootings are, it's like, no dude, it's not like no one at death metal shows. I've never seen a gun at a that, death metal show. You that know? couldn't like, be more of a, a terrible representation of what happens at death metal shows i have I, actually been to a show where somebody did try and bring a gun in but that that dude probably the pound it was the pound one yeah, <laughs> yeah. and and uh but again that was the only time and that dude was you could you know that that guy was just you know a tag along and he he really wasn't into the show you know yeah, yeah so, I, I i'm just so curious about the person who did that because I feel like they weren't a part of the scene. I mean, no. I you know, I don't really, you know, it's not like uh, like the late 80s, early 90s rap scene where there was battles, like, literally. I feel like there's, like, a brotherhood. There's, like, a 
competition. Like, man, we want to bring like when we play a dying fetus, it's like they know we're gonna bring it. We know we're gonna bring it. We're gonna yep. make the best show possible. And you know, there's no winner. If we're playing great and they're playing great, then everyone out in the show is gonna have yeah. a great time. Totally. Yeah, I mean, so it's I, I I mean, I just use it as an example, but you know, that's kind of, you know, like once you get on tour and you've got to do the routine every day and try to make the, the changeovers fast and, you know, it's a re- yep. mutual respect of the bands. Totally. And, you know, like we all win as well as the fans do. So, I mean, you know, that's, I don't know how I got to a death metal shooting, but I, I just don't <laughs> believe that. I don't believe the person that pulled that trigger was like, um, I could be wrong, but I don't believe they were a part of the death metal community. I think he got away. Like, like I think he just maybe shot in the venue and just like ran away or something. I don't think it was like yeah. I, I don't think it was a part of a dude that like, like knew attendee. what bands were playing. Yeah. Yeah. yeah okay. Yeah. Gotcha. Okay. That's good. I mean, I hope so. I hope they catch him. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. That's yeah, terrible. That's so. terrible news. I mean, okay. I'm, I'm uh, after Dimebag and shit, though, it's like, you know, we're all kind of, like, weirded out by the I, whole thing. And, like, you know, it's like, yeah, we don't need any more of that happening. I played that yeah. club. I mean, it's yeah. gone now, but I played that club. I'm, yep. like, you know, it's I stood like right holes, there. Right? You know, I'm like, well, you could stand where it was marked. And, you, you know, you were like, man, this is where it all went down. And, like, you know, I mean, I mean, when I go, I want it to be lights out like that. You know what I mean? But it's like, it's still, that's just. And first of all, his brother had to see that shit. You know, yeah, and he was obviously never was the same. You know what I mean? And no, he never did the Pantera thing again. And you know, I, there's some animosity there. You know what I mean? And, uh, that I mean, and people were crazy. You know what I mean? People and that's crazy. the thing. I had music. I had music to vent my channel that like, and that's why I'm person i am today i mean and so, unfortunately not everybody cool. has that you know so they end up yeah. letting all that stuff build up and then they do some stupid shit like that you know and yeah. but again like you said that dude definitely all right let's let's not even talk about this anymore i'm, I'm yeah like, <laughs> it got pretty, after talking about the darkness of echoes of decimation now we're actually getting dark all right let's get light again um so yeah, we were at an antithesis. We can fast forward as much as you can, however much longer you want to go, Paul. We're here. Yeah, for you. so, so, so I mean, antithesis was really great, but then we struggled through some lineup stuff, and um, um, basically, uh, hellbent on making another album, you know, and basically, on entity, it was just me, John, and Mike, and we made that album, the three of us. Uh, but the great aspect of it was is that. John was talking about this guy that's in Africa in school, and he was like, yo, man, this guy, Jason uh, Kaiser, he used to be in Skimless. So I was like, oh, yeah, I saw that dude play once on the Deicide tour, and he came out with a Pope hat and a gas mask, and I was like, <laughs> that's pretty fucking cool, and he fucking <laughs> won me yeah. over, because Skinless was pretty notorious. They were a wrestling band, and they did body yeah. slams in the early yep. 2000s, and yep. wrestled their fan base, and Totally. Dude. I didn't know at the time that his brother was the bass player, but anyway, um, we entered Jason, and he's just been a conductor of fun. You know, what I mean, like he's an excellent entertainer as well as a music uh, death metal vocalist. But 
he comes up with these ideas that makes the shows like uh, a lot of fun. You know, we do chicken fight wall of deaths. We do uh, silent wall of deaths. We do tsunami wall of deaths. Silent we put, wall uh, of death? What? Well, yeah, no works. sound. And then like we we do. We do all, <laughs> dude, we had like a little. Okay, it was a, guy, a big guy with a girl on the shoulder with a little guy with a big guy on the shoulder and the two man wall of death. <laughs> Uh, you know, the chicken fight wall of death that were banned from the Roxy for doing the tsunami wall of death where they jumped off the stage into the crowd. Oh my god. That Jesus. we were playing with Exodus, uh but then they shut us down. But uh <laughs> uh I I mean like we've done like uh the wheel where like uh it's like drink a beer, pick a song, show us your boobs, we show you our boobs, you know what I mean? Like the <laughs> <laughs> the spinner board. Yeah, like the, spin the wheel. The spin the wheel. Uh, I mean, I can't even remember all the different fun things we have done over the years. See? You know, um, just trying to. Create... And that's because Jason came in and started adding those elements. Yeah, absolutely. He's like, a, like I said, he's an excellent entertainer, a showman. You know, like he's just—he's uh, the whole package. A, dude. Yeah, he brings a lot of fun to this the show, and he's always trying to make it different. Like. I mean, there's no routine. I mean, uh, we've done the black metal wall of death versus the, we tour with some black metal bands. We've done the black metal versus death metal wall of death. We've done, <laughs> we've done the old school like when we tour with so metalcore bands. We're like bang hangers and uh, and tats with the uh, plugs versus beer bellies and receding hairlines. You know what I mean? <laughs> Spread them out. You know what I mean? You know, uh, I mean, our our last Bay Area show might have been the most brutal ever. We're in Oakland, and it was San Francisco versus Oakland. And, like, they were, like, stomping their feet like bulls, like, breath coming out of the nostrils, (laughs) you know, like, I mean, it was, like, people were in, like, three-point stance, like, you know, I mean, it was brutal. I was like, "Oh yeah. man, I'm, I'm afraid to watch this one." It was, it was. <laughs> yeah. So, so yeah. I mean, we've had we played the whiskey, and it was like the he had head of securities last night. So, Jason's like got him to crowd surf uh, to the bar and back, and <laughs> oh, yeah. you know, got him a shot. Jason's stage dive. I mean, like we did the. He's initiated the pillow fight. Yeah, on the boat both times. He mm-hmm. crowd surfed on a mattress from one of the rooms, front to back. Uh, <laughs> I don't even know. Like, I, I, there's yeah. so many. You know, he's been in the band a decade now, and so many crazy things. Like, forget. You know, I mean, how many different elements of the band. So totally. Well, I will say this: that you know, he joined right after Entity was recorded, and we did um, Omnipresent. And then unparalleled universe, and then the same lineup again for the first time in our here history on Chaosmos with uh, John Longstreth, Mike Boris, Jason Kaiser, and me. And I'm really excited about this album. I think it's uh, uh, where we are today as a band. I feel like uh, we all are have uh, like the what's the type of birth word? Symbiosis. Yeah, there we go. Uh, uh, because the the time we have spent the, the together, birth word. <laughs> hey, I, word? Symbiosis. symbiosis. No, I know. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but uh, 
Well, I, li- I like that. I like that a lot, a lot actually. But uh, totally. uh, we had that continuity of uh, continuity of uh, us playing together, and like, I mean, it's always a little bit of a struggle to make an orange gum because the aspects of how we all live in different places. But yep. I really feel like uh, this. Uh, I'm really happy with it. Uh, I feel like it's catchy. It sounds like Origin. Uh, it's very. Uh, I won't say it's that flashy, but man, my right arm hurts on some of these. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> like, I'm doing a lot of, lot of, lot of the picking pattern stuff on yeah. some of these. I'm like, ooh, that's digging in there deep. Real quick with the picking pattern, because uh, you and um, Mike Gilbert have the same picking that, that like, where you go over and do the oh. The, the Jedi grind is what they call. I mean, it's Jedi grinds in yeah. the fucking chat. Murray, Murray's in the chat, by the way. Murray's oh, fucking, what's up, yeah. M Dog? <laughs> M Dog. But he does nah, it too. He used to do it too. Like it's like a it's like an over the wrist kind of like picking technique. You guys do? Yeah, I like, learned it from Eddie, from? Van, Eddie Van Halen. On oh, that's right. He does that. that. Yeah, he totally does that. But yeah. he only does it like on the high string, like on eruption. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. But yeah. uh, so uh, like I had this problem with I, you know, I would do this thing. That's uh, kind of hard. Like with bouncing my wrist or whatever, like yeah. that on certain, and so. I I'd always I already knew how to do that kind of, but um, when my I got a carpal tunnel on my arm, and they made this they gave me this stuff called Vioxx, which made old people kill themselves, so they took it off the market. Whoa, worked geez. well for uh, worked well for my arm, and uh, <laughs> but that's when I started. That's when I started. Yeah, they, it, it made people <laughs> go crazy or something, but uh, it, yeah. it it helped. So I started. Uh, using that technique more and more, and then like that's a another thing with the rip arps. Uh, throwing that arpeggio in there was like a break from the picking. Even though it sounded like I was doing crazy stuff, it was like a break from just my right arm just going not having to just go like that. But yeah, and this, and then I still do. I intermingle with all of them, but you know, it, it was just another form of technique. And Mike Gilbert and Murray both do it great. He kind of got this weird kind of bend thing in yeah. your arm but you can just flood it and yeah totally. i i i i never call it anything i but murray would call it the jedi you do the jedi grind yeah that's a great name for it so yeah um and then like then i got a little bit like oh well arpeggios to break so i started speed picking the arpeggios when i was playing them like you know like on a uh uh, aftermath, I'm doing like speed picking the notes, you know. One, oh, instead going of just down doing, the okay, yeah, 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 so, yeah so, totally. So, there, you know, like I was like, uh, I mean, I don't sit, I don't think I'm not sitting, I'm not, a, I'm a, I'm a, I call it piano tar where they do the tapping. I do some tapping, but I'm still more right handed picking pattern dominated. I mean, I'm not that. I don't consider myself that flashy. I I, I, I got a little bit of flash, but I'm more a death metal guitar player at the end of the day. I think compared the to what's out do, there now. I would say the flashiest thing that when I think of Paul Ryan, the flashiest thing I think is when you're doing like a crazy riff and you do like your Jaguar, like like you're a fucking high, oh, you're high like vocals while the, you're doing the it. The rabbit pterodactyl. <laughs> yeah. that's, exactly. That's what it started being called. We just started coming out as rabbit pterodactyl in the last ten years or so. so. Oh yeah, 
someone's like someone said pterodactyl or i don't know how, how it became but then it became the rabbit pterodactyl so yeah <laughs> there's that one that's there's that one section at the end of reciprocal is it reciprocal yeah, i think it's reciprocal yeah, yeah it's... and where it's just like <laughs> and you're just non-stop dude just like <laughs> yeah just like fuck dude uh, where does he breathe there's some, there, there's some parts <laughs> on this album uh, it's like god i hope he does it i hope for the love of all that exists uh that i don't have to do vocals on this. there's some parts and i was like oh man he made me do vocals on that part <laughs> <laughs> so there's a couple parts oh man i i because yeah. i tried I, I tried to it's still origin there's some parts in there that are pretty tricky that i, I won't yeah. deny and then the separation of the vocal you know doing the vocal and the guitar you know it does take that's it's difficult, and there's a couple of those on this album. So, I hope uh, I uh, I'm excited about it. So, um, oh, I'm yeah. excited about the next video. Uh, it's a it's a catchy one. It's a super catchy one. But oh, yeah. did you guys already do? Did you already record the video, or are you getting ready to? Yeah, we recorded about three weeks ago. So, Sick. in New York, and uh, with Dave Brodsky, who did the finite video, and he's super professional, super cool, and. You know, you got to play the song like 80 times. And yeah. I was super sick. Yeah. Oh, my God. I was so sick. Oh, like literally like Damn. The, the day before the next day, I just uh, stayed in a hotel room and slept. I got to piss real quick. Sorry. Go for it. Okay. That's See cool. I, I only got a little bit of time left. Yeah. When he comes back, dude, we'll wrap it up. But yeah, so you're you were super sick during the video shoot, but you got through it after mm -hmm. 80, 80 takes or so. <laughs> Fuck. Yeah. Because they got to get um, every angle and every, you know. Yeah, they got to get, like, even if it's, like, not even concentrating on me, you know, it's, I, it looks weird if I was in a spot and then it's air. Yeah. You know yeah. what I mean? But there are certain angles that it was like, okay, the camera's on drums or, you know, but play anyway. And, you know, um, videos are, it's weird because you're playing like you're playing a kind of, like, a thousand people but you're just playing like you were in uh, in your bedroom in eighth grade you know like yeah, one I've day i've never experienced the you know what it is to like do an actual music video just you uh -huh. know there's live footage of odious and there's live footage of severed but it's never like a whole thing that we've ever done like oh we're shooting a music video today uh, so hopefully in the future that'd be cool yeah, I mean, like the thing is, you sit there and you you you're playing you play the track over like a loudspeaker, and uh, you just rock out. You know what I mean? And yeah. you're trying to make sure your fingers are in the right place because you're not really you're playing the song, but you're not playing through an amp. You yeah, know it's what like I mean? it's, it's not it, it's not really. I mean, it's it's not kind of like lip singing because you're actually playing the song. You know? Yeah. But lip singing. It's just weird. Like, no, yeah. I mean, like. Uh, it's just weird when you have like super nice camera in your face, like, oh my god, you know, like, <laughs> oh, this, oh, I don't like it, I don't like this. <laughs> Trying not to look at it, act like it's not there, but it's just right yeah, there. Yeah, right it's there. right there in your face, like, right there. And like, that's like, get more of the other guys, get more of the other guys. <laughs> totally. Focus on the drummer and singer. I, I just, I, I don't mind doing live shit, but the video stuff just feels weird when you're just sitting there and there's a camera in front of your face and you're, like I said, you're playing the guitar, but it's still not, it's like air guitar without, you're playing 
to the track over a loudspeaker. And then the yeah. drums have to, be, you know, it has to be loud, which is good because it makes it so it feels right. But it's just weird. And Johnny hits hard, so you're hearing a lot of the la 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 you know, the whole time. You know, like 80 takes of that. So right. um, I don't know when it's going to be released. I'm sure it'll be out before the album comes out. Um, uh, I'm, I'm really like the second single that you guys put. Yeah, out it's or? called. It's the album title track. It's called Chaosmos. Uh, it's it's super like it's uh, it's it's my to what I feel is my catchiest song I've ever written. Nice. And uh, I kind of took some elements of what's what I feel is I don't know maybe maybe what's something I feel that's missing sometimes and what's um, I mean I'm sure there's some people like oh fucking Origins fucking watered it down they're fucking done so but it's like oh, okay. No. Well, you'll see. I mean, like, I, I feel like the album speaks out for itself. Like I said, the album's uh, 45 minutes long. Yeah, you know I mean, so fucking yeah, that's, a lot of origin material. Right that's there. a lot of notes. One thing I wanted, to, I wanted to bring up, I wanted to actually like uh, bring the story because we talked about it really quick, uh, Paul, but just to close things out. But I mean, just, you know, like I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to do a little fucking butt kissing right now, but. Uh, as far as you know, Origin helping band, like you helping bands out, you doing like the fucking guy that helps bands with gear and stuff like that. One story that um, literally I wouldn't be in Odious Mortem if it wasn't for you. It was because uh, you playing Aptos Club in Aptos, and I was 20 years old, and I was like, well, Origin's playing in fucking Aptos. This is where, I'm in Aptos right now. This is like where I, this is like my spot. You know, like it's a random little subsect of Santa Cruz, a little suburb of Santa or whatever you call it. And um, I heard they're like, Origins playing the Aptos Club. And I was like, the Aptos Club? Like, Origins playing there? And I'm like, well, I have to at least be there. Like, I'm not, I, I can't, it's 21 and over. I couldn't get in, but I was like, I have to at least be present for this, you know? Like, yeah. I want to say I was there at, at the time. And um, I went outside and was just sitting there and I was like smoking cigarettes back then. And I was just smoking cigarettes and just listening to the bands and stuff on like the door, like right next to the door, like putting my ear, like by it and stuff. <laughs> and and uh, what's it called? Uh, uh, David Siskin. And Josh Scheitman were outside, and uh, they were both 20 years old as well. And I just start talking with them, and we just start talking about music and stuff. And we're like, kind of, we're, we're doing the, like the tech death thing, where we're going like, "What bands do you know, dude?" He's all, he's all, yeah. His th their band was, uh, they're all, dude. We got fucking deprecated, dude. You know about deprecated, motherfucker? Like, you know, like, and then uh, yeah, I was hey, all, hey, I have this new band, Spawn of Possession. Spawn Possession. Have you guys heard? Have you heard this band, Spawn of Possession? And they're like. And then Josh is like, yeah, they're okay. I don't know. Like, <laughs> Josh is like one of our best friends now. But back then he was just all like, he's a, he's worked at Streetlight Music. He was the one that bought all the metal. He brought all the music into the, the record store. So like he like knew pretty much everything. And he's like, yeah, you know, they're all right. And then like, <laughs> and then uh, they gave, they're like, we're in a technical death metal band. Uh, here's uh, here's our demo. And um, I was sitting there listening to you guys for a while. And I was like, after about 30 minutes, I'm like, fuck, dude, I can't see anything. No one's out here. It's just me. I'm like, I'm going to go listen to this album that they gave me. And and um, and I went, put the album in my, it was the Odious demo, put the Odious demo in the CD player in my, uh, my green Saturn SL2. Oh, shit. Uh, and uh, <laughs> and uh, I, I started listening to it, and I'm like, what the fuck? These guys are from Santa Cruz. Like, I was like, me and I went, drove right to Carrie's house. I was like, I like knocked on his window. I'm like, dude, this band's from Santa Cruz. We have to quit. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, we're just like sitting there going like, like we're, we're doing this move. Like, fuck. Yeah, you know, yeah. like, because they were like, it was not only technical, but it was bringing something kind of new to the, th the scene a little bit, like a psychedelic kind of style to it. And I was like, dude, they're so much better than us. Like, what? Are, 
we have to do like power metal now like we're done and uh <laughs> <laughs> no offense i to love power that metal story though dude because i love yeah. things that link up like that like if origin no, didn't totally. play an app toss you may have never came across I'll... david yeah I, 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 might, I might be like a, working for like a tech you know like dot com like sitting in the fucking cubicle like i mean which i'm kind of doing now but i would have done like a different version of that you know what i mean like not yeah. gone the music route and I probably have hearing in my fucking right ear, fucking Paul. <laughs> <laughs> I'm deaf. <laughs> Damn it. Well, I, you know, like I said, it is a community. Like it, for me, it started out with tape trading and and yep. VHS trading, and then show trading, and uh, you know, like uh, I think when I announced the tour, you know, it's like first of all, Orton in 25 years has never went six months without a show, let alone. 23 yeah. months you know what i mean or jesus maybe when the tour starts 24 months or, or maybe that would be 26 months wow Damn. um and so i mean like uh i haven't had jitters like this in some time but I, you know i did stay i was like i'm have i'm i'll be happy to see some friends and totally you know that i haven't seen in a long time you know what i mean totally, like, dude. the longest you know, I didn't get to see my mom for a couple of years, let alone Me my too. friends, you know what I mean? So it's like yeah. one of those things where there is a sense of community, you know what I mean? Like, uh, you know, it's like the familiar is it doesn't matter if I'm in Ohio or, you know, but I've done 150 tours now, maybe, and maybe more, Jesus. I don't know. But, uh, you know, there's people that tour more in origin, but it, I don't know if they do it the same way we do either. But Yeah, yeah, totally. <laughs> but, um, but when we, you know, like, it, 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 there, there's a, you know, like, I've seen guys grow up, Dan Kenny, you know what I mean? He's doing great now in Suicide Silence. I mean, Naveen, he went on to be in Animals as Leaders, and he's doing great now. Um, you know, all, all kinds of, I've seen, watch you guys grow up, you know what I mean? Uh, the Carnivorous and the Odious, and, you know, um, so it's cool, you know, and, like, uh, I mean, I still feel like Origin has room to grow, and oddly, some. I mean, we never even toured with, like, Cannibal Corpse or, you know, I mean, we played with just about everybody, but, like, that's one that I, I, I feel like we have to check off the list, I'm hoping, on this album. Yeah, what the fuck? That's surprising. Uh, that actually is really surprising. Especially because yeah. Jeremy was in Cannibal, right? For, like, yeah, a tour I mean, or two, yeah. Yeah, for, like, a year, but uh, yeah. he just lined up, and I feel like, uh, I mean... John plays with Hate Eternal. Eric's now on Campbell. I mean, I don't yeah. Know. Uh, you know, it's just like there's some. We're still underground, you know, in the grand scheme of it. I mean, like, I mean, for as many tours as we've done and how many things, I mean, I feel like we're commonly known. But it's like it's weird. Like, there's I'll go to certain shows and I'll be uh, overwhelmed with people knowing who I am. Then I'll go to other a, a little different show and I'm like. Um, like, wow, there's a whole market that they, I haven't really tapped into. You know what I mean? So totally. So well, that's I, a good feeling to like have. This far into your career, dude, you still feel like you have shit yeah. that needs to get done. Yeah, dude, I love hearing that. Yeah. That's where success, successful people come from, where people are like, "All right, there's more we can do. There's more." You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Like, yeah, not comfortable. I, I feel like, like our entire catalog, you know, stands for itself for what it is, and I feel like chaos must will add another element to that um i'm excited for people to hear it i'm excited to play it live um, what, you know, when's the release date it's june 3rd 
Oh yeah, yeah, June you already mentioned that. Okay. Third. Yeah, it's okay. Uh, I've got to throw it out there. I think they're gonna yeah. release the video soon. I think I just got, if not the final version, the next the final version. I mean, uh, for the single Chaosmos, which I I feel like it's gotta be released soon because we're going on tour and they want to you know push the album, and we don't actually get the album physical copies until the 25th. <laughs> Yay! Hey. Um, but w- once we're once we get the physical copies, we'll be selling them on tour. Um, so it's going to so release just, while you guys are already on the road, right? Yeah. So we're kind of okay. hyping it, pre-hyping it. Like I said again, with Misery Index, we're clean and wake. And then I, by the time that tour is over, I'm pretty sure we'll have physical copies um, with the. Uh, Illiterous uh, tombs, abysmal dawn, and origin for the central to west coast through Canada and back down to our hometown. What's so your birthday show? About, what, what, what's we're playing that. That's uh, June. June's no, we're not. We're playing June second, uh, Thursday, June second. Um, oh fuck! Yeah, I, I can't make. It. I'm going to how uh, my mom's flying. Oh my god, this is going to be embarrassing, but I don't care. Um, I'm flying my mom out because uh, as a kid. She, I mean, I like like the Depeche Modes and all those kind of like styles. Obviously, you saw That's me at the at that one uh, that one kind of goth show. She passed away. And, uh, Great band. Uh, Tears for Fears was playing. And my mom got me into Tears for Fears when I was a little kid. And awesome. I'm flying. I'm flying her out. We're going to see Shoreline same day Thursday, June third or second or something like that. And uh, well, we'll be around. We're, we're going. There's more coming. Um, okay. There'll be a European tour announcement here soon and then this will be another north american run after that oh yeah and then there's some other tour announcements i mean we're all kind of waiting a little bit the whole uk russia thing you know yeah put some like covid and then this it's like come on man like we don't didn't we learn enough we're one world here i mean (laughs) yeah yeah Uh, it's crazy like right after covid too it's just all like war it's like god damn it because <laughs> you like, yeah. shut out a little bit like, yeah. yeah so um yeah so um enjoy tears for fears i, I love a couple of their songs with it you know like after playing a death metal show and um, listening to death metal bands i'm usually the late night driver i'm like i 80s tunes are just easy easily digested totally. easily disposed but it's something that i can listen to i want to listen to death metal in the day i can't do it after playing a show with no, two no, death metal bands burnt. and then driving six hours in the middle of the night. Yeah, yeah. You know, like so, uh, you know, like my '80s playlist is pretty huge. Like, I, it's funny because I despised that music when I was playing guitar, but it was just like now it's like, oh, it's so just easy listening. I could think about other things, or mm-hmm. you know, yeah. whatever. It's but, got a different uh, vibe to it, totally. We'll be back. Don't worry. You know, we don't just do one tour an album. We're gonna be okay. out there for a while. I might even so. go to fucking like LA or something to see you guys. If you guys are going down there, yeah, we're playing LA the day before, or is it Modesto the day before? We're playing. We're playing. Or uh, closer, way closer. No, no, yeah. no, no. Uh, not Modesto. Uh, hold on, let me look hold it on. up. I, I have it it's literally not... on the. Wait, which which tour is that? The is that this tour? No, no it's this tour. It's this uh... June. You're playing Portland, San Francisco, so Fresno, 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 yeah, yeah, that's closer than what LA, that so that's good. Yeah, that's like three or four hours. I think. Yeah, yeah, that's uh, not too bad. Fuck yeah. Well, yeah, I'll, play, I'll I'll try to play. check that out. And just take the week off, maybe, and try to do a little thing because 
fuck. Yeah. Origin, like, like I said earlier, you guys are just known as like the blue collar, hardworking band. And like, you guys do like basically have earned everything. Like, you guys have earned it the hard way, like hitting the road, hitting, doing the flyers, you know, like you guys have always done like the old school style of shit and like, no, Oh, a day off. Well, we're going to fucking play a show. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, well, no, I'm, I'm working on that. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. That was, yeah, that's, that's your guys' like I said earlier, it's your lore. Like, you guys fucking are hardworking. You guys don't yeah. stop. You guys have a day off? What the fuck's a day off? A day off is a show. Fuck you guys. Yeah, we played play house parties in the middle of a tour before. You know, yeah. I played bars, played arenas, basements, storage sheds. I played at Chuck E. Cheese before. Uh, <laughs> mosh pit in the ball pit. Watch out, man. That was in Virginia. I'm not kidding. It really happened. That would be uh, amazing, bro, to have a giant ball pit, dude. That sounds oh, like a something dude. that would happen at a fucking origin show now. Dude, I, 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 we did it. I'm not going to lie. It was pulled up, and I was like, oh. This says this is their address, and basically what it was is that <laughs> the father of the, the kid was in the music, and the father he wasn't a musician, but his father was a businessman, and so he would get there. It's like here's all the cheese and pepperoni pizza you want. Here's your butt putt costs and your tokens and your this and that, you know, and uh, and then we got the setup, and then they, at about seven o'clock they kicked all the kids out. And there was a stage, and people were literally in the ball pit moshing the origin that's awesome dude <laughs> oh my god that reminds so, me of that, like what's up denny's what's oh, up yeah, yeah. yeah oh yeah <laughs> so i mean the band that's really breaking room right now is a local band called hemorrhage uh, with, uh, oh yeah SF. totally i posted and about this john and them. yeah john and them have been really i mean i saw at the creative phil show last year i think that was the first one where they infiltrated the show and it was like yeah uh i it was it was cool because those guys have been doing it for a while and, and like they're getting some, a lot of hype and recognition so i'm happy with for them what but, a fucking cool well, idea though man it's like it, yeah. so basically hemorrhage they, they they pull up in a in a little like a, what's like an old transporter like not a bus what would you call it like a little it's a, half a bus i don't know what you call it but, yeah um uh they pull up and they just have a sick setup like music like all their amps and stuff are set up in the bus they have like doors open they just pull up in front of a venue after a show and just play a show and fucking Sick. it's and they have like like yep. little qr codes on their 20 thing minutes. merch in there yeah. yeah it's smart as fuck i'm like Smartest damn like they don't have to deal with promoters they don't have to deal they, they show up and they have a huge crowd outside they literally like every time i i left uh last time i saw them was uh i saw opeth and mastodon and um they were right outside and there was a humongous like, i couldn't even get through the crowd to like get to the car i had to like go in the street to go around because there were so many fucking people like there's a mosh pit in the fucking on the sidewalk yeah and i was like this is so smart man this is like i mean i, I like those kind of like new ideas where people are like you know what fuck it we don't want to we'll just show up and play like we don't care you know like fuck it. yeah i mean that first show at Fredo filled the casa i was like just give them 20 minutes man they'll be done in five more minutes right you know, yeah man? yeah like, yeah uh, you know, I was trying to be the public relations Paul Ryan there for a minute, you know? <laughs> but uh, yeah, yeah. PR, PR, dude, uh, <laughs> PR, PR, yeah, hey, Paul Ryan, public relations, dude. I'm the shredder, I'm the shredder of the house, <laughs> yeah, I'm thinking shredder care to America, uh, oh, yeah, well, cool, but uh, I, anyway, you know, we've done a lot of crank things, much, dude. so as long as you want, as long as, yeah, you know, I, I, unfortunately, I gotta, unfortunately, I gotta wrap it up, unfortunately, I gotta totally. wrap it up soon, I, I need to. I bought a burrito before, and I'm so glad oh, I didn't right. get it. Was it a seven-layer? Like, was it a seven-layer? No, no. I went to this. 
24-hour Mexican spot called Ponchos here, and oh, it's yeah. pretty massive. And okay. uh, if I, w- I'm, I, I was, I'm, I was hungry then. I'm glad I didn't eat because I would have food coma. But uh, yeah, yeah. I'm gonna eat, and then we're gonna start jamming. But I really appreciate good, you guys having me on the podcast, yeah. and I love you guys. And uh, love you uh, too, bro. Love um, you too, man. Uh, Odium. Hopefully, we get to share the stage again someday. I don't know if Aptos closed. I don't know what's going down in Aptos anymore. But, <laughs> not much. Not much here. Uh, I mean, there's the Catalyst in Santa Cruz, I think. Catalyst. Yeah. Dude, uh, real quick, the Catalyst, uh, you're talking about Naveen and stuff. Uh, it was Archspire and Entheos came here, and it was probably the biggest death metal show in, in Santa Cruz history. It was like sold out main room. Cause they, they went from the, the Joel had him, uh, Joel Haston had him in the side room, sold out in like two weeks. They moved him to the main room and that sold out. And it was like fucking like a thousand, nice. people. like it was probably seven, eight hundred people. But for a death metal show in Santa Cruz, it was fucking huge. huge. So now, huge. like, so now, um, I mean, it's it's the it's the post COVID people that miss shows too a lot. I could tell. Yeah. But um, but still, like, uh, now that that happened, I was so happy. I was like, Joel, now you have to fucking book uh, other Joel. You have to book so many fucking like more death metal shows here. Like, come bring shit to Santa Cruz. Like, skip Sacramento and. And SF, and just come here and make them come here because I have to go there all the time. I've done it yeah. my whole life. I've had to drive two hours, like figure out like how to drive home, like kind of buzzed, like two hours. Well, they, also, they also have, they also do the uh, they have clauses. I don't know if you know about that. Like the yeah, the distance clause, day or ninety mile clause. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I think that's one of the reasons why we did those app dot shows because it's like we couldn't play anywhere else, and I was like, I'm not taking a day off. If I can play a show. Yeah. You know I mean. But uh, find Aptos, I mean, dude, that's insane to me. I still don't understand the Aptos thing. <laughs> I mean, it was had 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 guitar, will grind. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. I don't know. It's, it's yeah, like, and the shows were kinda, good. I can't. Rem- I can't remember. I mean, uh, like I said, Soul Thunder. I want to say maybe had something. Yeah. Where Where were they based out of? I think there's SF. SF it's a uh, 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 what's it called? Uh, Nate from Ontogeny was in that uh, playing bass for a little while. Yeah, in that band. Yeah. But I feel like I don't know. But you know, like I, I don't know how that all linked together. But it was basically, I was just networking, and it was like I got a, sh- a show instead of a day off, and I beat the radius clause. You know what I mean? Yeah. That's the whole thing anymore. Radius clause, radius clause. I mean, like unfortunately, there's you know going and playing these origins had success. We have radius clauses, and then they have you know merge cuts and all that stuff when you start. You know, the like merch matching, the merch matching. Like we, we toured with, they did a little small uh, run with the carcass, and they're like, you have to, you have to charge as much car- as carcass charges for their shirts, and they charge forty bucks for a shirt, and so all of a sudden, decrepit shirts are forty, and we're like, we're like, we actually, we would, we were undercutting under the table, but we were like, because they're going to take a percentage off that, so like, you can't like not do that price because they're going to take, you know, a piece of that. The cut, so it's yeah. Like, so, so the, fake, um, the fake book, the real book. Yeah, we had to get with the fake book. Yeah, you sneak merch in. You know, you have to sneak Side in the merch, back. Yeah. Yep, yeah. yep. You have to count it. Be be like smart about it. Like just like uh, and we outsold uh, Carcass that night. It was like that's like one of those shows that like was cha- like was the best show of my life. Probably just, you know, literally a Carcass is there and like everyone's wearing decrepit shirts. I'm like, dude, <laughs> I got him. <laughs> yeah, awesome. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, well, uh, yeah. Unfortunately, that's the nature of the business that someone's totally. gonna get their hand in the pile. But so, anyway, guys, I, I, yeah, I, I, I really I appreciate you, it. Uh, I, love you, I love you guys. And come on, uh, we're gonna do a quick, yeah, a quick, rap, a, a quick uh, outro, and we're we're good to go. But thanks for showing up, man. I know we've been trying for a long time. I'm glad 
Um, we finally got you on. I'm glad you fucking hit the road. And album's coming out. All, perfect timing. And uh, thanks for you know, Casey being on real quick. Thanks. Yeah. That's awesome. Dan oh, Kenny. Yeah. He's going to be out on tour. Sue, go see his shit. Thank and, you, Joseph, yeah, for Carnifex. ending the stream. Thank you, Joseph, for ending the stream and fucking us up. <laughs> I'm rating uh, Troy from Severus. Hey, you guys got T-shirts though. You guys got the. Yeah, yeah, no, it's worth it. It's worth it. It's worth it. Oh yeah, hell yeah, dude. Well, Paul, again, thank you so much, dude. Uh, Album's coming out June third. Go out, listen to that single when the video. See you on the road. We'll be just about everywhere. We always try to hit as many countries as we can. States, whatever. City to city, state to state, country to country. Original, be there grinding for you. So thank you so much. This is just another element of it that we have to do. This so thank you so much for having me. In multiple ways, dude. Fuck yeah, man. It's harder than most of y'all multiple ways. Take a <laughs> take a page out of this man's book if you want to fucking. Oh, thank you guys. With it, dude. You guys are oh, yeah. <laughs> dude, no, you too, Paul, man. Paul, I love you to death, dude. Thank you so much. You're always welcome to come back on again, dude. And uh, yeah, have a great have rest a good of your tour, Sunday, man. guys. Have a good tour. Okay, guys. Thank you so much. I gotta get all right. Love all, all right, you. Thanks for ever tuning in. All right. Love oh yeah, buddy. Brother. I don't even know how to hang up. It's fine. All right, here we go. Bam. We're out.